Ooh, dark theme. Yes. Ooh, what screen? I'm in the dark screen mode. I'm going to raise my hand. Okay, there's your hand. It worked. <laughs> I need to record this show. You've been clapping. How do you like that shit? <laughs> You're finding all the toys. Yeah, I think that's the sit on my thumb button. I raised my hand. I lowered my hand. Okay. That's a, what this? the? Dude. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> How'd you like that? All we need is a Smurf curtain minivan. It would be like perfect. Right? <laughs> God. Something's wrong here. <laughs> and then we can, we can uh, be in an Aztec sacrificial <laughs> auditorium. Yeah, my head's already laying on there. <laughs> right. <laughs> what a crazy shit you can do on this. Oh, it's been so long since I've used this. <laughs> this is a bunch of silly shit. Is this like Mario Brothers? Yeah, it's like Duck Hunt or something. Oh, I love Duck Hunt. Was that not the best? It was great. What else we got here? Let's go to the bar. Let's have a drink. Dude. I'm down for that. Oh, assholes gave me a cappuccino. Two whiskeys. Yeah, we're sitting on wooden seats. <laughs> really? Right. My, were they trying to give you hemorrhoids? It's old west. God. <laughs> Wait a minute here. Old west with Art Deco seats. Here's an airport bar. That make you feel better. That yeah. Dude, what's up with them giving me coffees? Yeah, there's a little whiskey in there. Yeah. Oh, yep. Yeah. Okay, I can see that. All right, enough of that <laughs> shit. <laughs> That's what we get for playing in video game land and airport bars. I know. We just let's not touch anything else. <laughs> <laughs> we got this shit. This shit working now. So let's do this. You ready to get started? Oh yeah, let's do it. All right, all right, all right, lead heads. We are back with another episode of the Talking Lead Podcast. I am your host, Lefty, bringing you all the lead education here on the Talking Lead Podcast. Ten years of leducating the uneducated, uh, and then some. And if you didn't get a chance, make sure you check out last episode where we had Brian Steer with Lockdown, and we talked about the upcoming. And for our video audience, you can see in my background the secure walls that they are getting ready to release. And uh, he hit you guys with an awesome discount code. So if you go to lockdown, you use the code LEADHEAD, you can get 15% off anything you purchase there. Not just these secure walls when they come out uh, in January, but now until they decide not to give you this discount anymore, uh, use LEADHEAD and all their products. The puck the uh little hide wall that they got hide a shelf i think is what they call it um the magnets that they've got uh, all their little safe accessories and everything go check them out at lockdown i think it's lockdown.com not lockdown secured i think that's just their hashtag they use so go to lockdown.com and uh, use that code leadhead 15 percent off and check out that episode because it was really good episode with brian and we talked about a lot more than just 
uh, the secure walls. Uh, so check it out. And then as you guys know, uh, after that episode, we were headed out to Arizona for an event that um, they were putting on. Uh, it was Lockdown and Crimson Trace, uh, American Outdoor Brands, and uh, several of their partners and some of our sponsors were involved with that too. Mission First Tactical, Seal One uh, was involved with that. And we're going to do an episode and get some of the attendees that were on the uh, involved with that and some of the sponsors and, uh, it was at Gunsight. So we'll, maybe we'll get a couple of the Gunsight guys on there too. Uh, but this episode, uh, I did manage to meet this guy while we were at this event and we might touch on it a little bit. Uh, but Tun Jones is our guest this episode, Leadheads. And you probably recognize the name from Spike TV. If you were watching Spike a few years ago, uh, and you were into those, uh, reality TV shows, <laughs> you know, I'll use the finger quote, reality TV shows. Uh, he was Damn the, reality TV shows. That's right. The star of Auction Hunters and Tun Jones is our guest, ladies and gentlemen. Tun, welcome in. Thanks, brother. I'm a little pissed at you right now. Well, why? I see that secure wall in your background. What? Are, you've got one. Don't you have one? Let me check my delivery. <laughs> Still not here. Oh, you know you will get one. I got I mine. I got mine a few months ago. Yeah. But see, <laughs> when you get yours, you're going to have all the pegs and everything. I had to go to like Lowe's and Home Depot and Walmart and piecemeal my pegs together. You know, but that's the good thing that, about these walls is that you can use just regular old peg accessories. But the their hanging accessories are awesome dude they're sick i'm actually i'm glad i actually get to see it because i'm getting some ideas for mine i have dude i is unlimitless possibilities for these things i got so much shit i need to hang up bro (laughs) get off the ground you need to hang some meat what you need to hang dude seriously (laughs) look at all that i'm hey there's our gun cases yeah lefty Mine came in yesterday. Is that a Kalashnikov ice? There's several. There's several. Yeah. I do this thing called the AK Corner Ton, and uh, that's all we talk about, our our AK. Are you into AKs? Just a whole bunch. I think I need to send you my FFL so you could, uh, you know. (laughs) You share, share the love? Holy crap. My favorite round for hog hunting period is seven six two by three nine no shit oh yeah i it'll definitely take a hog down man no problem cmmg mutant fan i mean just i've seen the post on on your page so how's how's that running for you i don't own one of those but i've heard a lot about them and i've i've finger fucked them a few times at a couple of the range day events (laughs) i've made so much meat jelly with that thing (laughs) 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 oh it it's my wife gets so frustrated because you know how on Amazon you can set stuff to auto ship, like make a subscription. Right. That's what we have to do with thousand round cases of ammo. <laughs> auto ship. So, oh yeah, because it's, I'm like, we're going hog hunt and she gives me that look like I'm going to beat your ass 
and all five foot four of her can. Sure. And and she gives me that death look, and I'm running for the door with a case of ammo in the hand. And I, you've seen me. I don't run. I was never built to run. Well, you're, bu- that, you're built to moment. stand your ground and yeah, and pound. Dude, there is no anti venom for estrogen, brother. Oh, just fucking run. It just and it, run. It, it it wears on the ears too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I love my seven six two by three nine. It's the AK that is by far my go to for ninety nine percent of the stuff I do. I've tried bird hunting with it. It's a little difficult. <laughs> it's a little unless you're hunting ostriches or something. Yeah. You know. So you uh you love the seven six two round. So you know, I was telling you we do this uh this show is called the Talking Lead AK Corner, and that's all we talk about our AKs and. We got this month's coming up, and we're going to be talking about the AK shotgun, which would be perfect for hunting dove. Right? Where is that? And what is that? And what? So they've been around since you know the nineties. Uh, Kalashnikov uh, came out with their version of it, and then there's been several other companies that have come out with them since then, and in different versions and iterations. And then here in America, being the innovative company that we are. There are several companies that that build upon those platforms and make them even better, like Dissident Arms. So we're going to have uh, several of the experts on that coming up on the next AK Corner Leadhead. So stay tuned. That's coming up. It's an actual on an AK platform. It, it is. It is an AK just blown up. And I've got one. I've got one back here, uh, right there, Kalashnikov USA. Holy crap. That's one right Because I have the EAA version. It looks like an M16 12 gauge. Yeah, they, they, they make AR versions. Yeah, the AR those. 12 gauge. Nah. They're they're not it, they're not good. They, these are much, much better. More fun. You so, know my wife's gonna be pissed at you because now I'm gonna have to get one. So I was at Royal Range, that's a range here in uh, Nashville area. And, uh, you know, they've got all kinds of different full auto guns that you can rent and shoot. And they have a full auto, uh, AK 12 gauge. Yes. Okay. Once again, I'm going to have to send you my FFL. (laughs) We'll talk. We'll talk. Definitely. Bro, that is badass. So isn't it integrate when you learn about something that you didn't know existed? You're like, that's amazing. Why has this not been in my life? I have the AR version and we go shoot and ski with it all the time. Yeah. I mean, literally, but it is got, got the 20 round mags and we put the firebird targets on the ski. We just go to town. Oh yeah. Those firebird targets are awesome. I love those Dude, things. But that, that needs to be in my life. We'll talk. We'll definitely talk. Dude, <laughs> Next bird hunt. You're going to take one of these, right? Dude. Shaboom. That needs to happen. Sandhill Crane, baby. There you go. Sandhill Crane. Oh, yeah. The filet mignon of bird. <sighs> oh, God. That's so good. I'll cook. You bring that. I'll do the hunting and barbecuing. I don't get to hunt? What if I want to hunt? I'll do the hunting and you do the cooking. Deal. <laughs> because we're going to talk about that. Because you are, you are a cooking monster. I don't know why you haven't got a cooking show yet. Of all the shitty cooking shows that are on TV nowadays, and what you're doing would like just 
revolutionized the whole cooking reality TV bullshit. Because most people that are on television these days are pretty. <laughs> well, you're pretty. They have to unique. They have they have to have man buns, and they have to have hipster tattoos that are like. No, these aren't hipster. These tattoos, period, are just hipster these days. Show yeah. your head. Show for our video audience. This mofo has his almost his entire head tattooed. How long did that take? Three sessions of nine hours. Holy crap! Yeah, that is unbelievable. And I bet it—I bet it felt great, didn't it? Was, yeah. Yeah, way back before it was the thing to do. And uh, it's it's funny because even back when I got my TV show, Spike TV, the guy's network, was so worried about my appearance. In season one, you'll see me in, like, Dickie's pants and a <laughs> polo shirt because, like, we need to soften your appearance up so you're a little more – you're a little easier to digest. <laughs> You're a little easier to digest, oh, and we're going to talk about that. I want to talk about that, and we're going to we're going to talk about more. And also, Ton is now with an air gun company, not an airsoft company. And we're going to talk about the difference in the air gun and versus airsoft uh, air force, and they make some of the most badass air guns uh, on the market today, capable of taking down the biggest of game. Uh, we're talking like 50, 50K. Yeah, he's holding one up now. Yeah, one of those. So we're going to talk about that too. Uh, and then we're going to get to your questions a little bit later on in the show. But first, uh, I hear something coming in, Ton. It's what we call the talking lead jack wagon train run by the Gunny. Arlie Ermy is bringing that train in in the afterlife. So Gunny, bring that train in. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ralph, Semper do or die, hold them high at 8th and I. It is time for the Talking Lead Jack Wagon of the Week, so brace yourself, baby. All right, the train has stationed, and we've got a few Jack Wagons that we want to take care of uh, this week. And oh, by the way, Leadheads, if you've got nominations uh, for Jack Wagons, send those to me, talkingleadgmail.com, and I will read them uh, on the air during our segment here. Don't don't message me on Instagram or Facebook. Email them, talkingletgmail.com, and put in their uh, Jack Wagon nomination. Uh, so I'm going to start with our guest, Tun, because Tun has a couple of Jack Wagons that uh, he wants to run under the train. Who you got, Tun? Dude, it's been brutal. One is a long, long time coming, and it's a group of people in general. All right. And... This group of jack wagons, I mean, for the love of God, it makes me, this group makes me question my stance on the abortion. <laughs> so, I mean, talk about that Instagram post that you, you did <laughs> that, that brought this up recently. Uh, we were out at the lockdown event at the gun site posting just video it was a uh, post of videos of the secure wall and us shooting the shotguns and this jack wagon leader 
decided to post, I don't like guns, they kill people. <laughs> I absolutely despise these people. And I had to go on there and explain to her that the gun did not kill this person or people in general. Never been and, a a gun in history. No, it's and I try to be polite. I said a gun has never loaded itself, has never pointed itself at somebody, never pulled the trigger, and never killed anybody. Just like a fork has never made anybody fat, just like her haircut has never made her a bitch. Her <laughs> attitude has never made her pretty. I'm all and we're just assuming because of the name. I mean, this is obviously this is yeah. a troll. This is some troll that got on there to get yeah. a rise out of you, and it worked. You, dude, <laughs> you fell for it. <laughs> and it's I get these people. I I do a simple post like, "Hey, check out this badass gun. Guns kill people. No, they don't. Guns." And my wife would laugh at me too. I'm like. I would put a, I did this post a long time ago before my, before this was when my first Instagram got shut down. <laughs> the first one? Yeah. You're now on your 10th. Um, yeah. This is my third <laughs> <laughs> and my second YouTube. Um, I did a post where every day, I think it was at two and a half years. I said, my gun has still not got up and I'd put ammunition out. I said, my gun has not got up and killed anybody in so many days. And I'd take a picture of it every day and I'd show pictures of the door unlocked and I'd show pictures of the bullet right next to it. And I'd put the magazine right next to it, like, like staging it. So it, if the gun had every opportunity, then I did a video where I loaded it and laid it on the table. That's awesome. And, and waited for the gun to shoot something and the gun didn't do it. It took two years. Then they finally deleted my account. <laughs> that would be awesome. Is you do one of those, you know, those uh, live cams, that, that stay on 24-7 and do that to a gun and just have a gun with the ammo and the magazine and everything that it needs to to load itself and to shoot itself. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it was... If we're on yeah. year 10 now and it hasn't changed. Yeah. You got, I try to you got ants and rats and shit crawling over cobwebs it. Cobwebs and spiders. Cobwebs, and yeah. You can see the rust like, starting to build up on it. <laughs> <laughs> and I go through this uh, at least once a month explaining to people the common denominator is humans. Humans put the fork in their mouth. Humans are the assholes. Humans pull the trigger, but no one wants to blame the human. Uh -uh. Everybody it's wants to blame the tool, the object. Yeah. I'm like, they don't blame this, cars, do they? Yeah. They don't no, blame cars. This, Pen can't write itself. I mean, a bottle of liquor can't drink it, can't force itself into your mouth and get drunk and force you to get in that car and force you to put the key in and turn it and drive off. Yeah. The human. But no. They don't get to soft and weak. I thought that was funny that you fell for that though, because obviously it's it's just some sort of troll that because I get those all the time. I get just to get a oh. rise out, I just ignore them. Oh no, I I'll I'll go full bore. I will, dude. I will take. I mean, and I've got having a cigar on the patio. I've got friends that I know have like alternate accounts, and they do shit like that just to just to fuck with me. Dude. <laughs> you 
you might remember this. Uh, back in the day, we had these programs that you can send people emails, and it looked like live ants crawling out of their email. It looked like a virus that takes over their computer screen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On my first uh, Instagram, I had one of my buddies that would troll me just to get me tuned up. So I sent it to him and his wife and just kept like blasting him on one of the, the email flyers where just every couple hours it sends him an email. And every time they'd click a link, it would just look like ants and they'd have to shut down their computer. He got That's so mad at me. Funny. Oh, shit. What happened? Your lights go off? You just blew your power, dude. No. <laughs> Again. All right. That's a, that's a good jack wagon. I like that. All right. I've got a jack wagon. And it's kind of two jack wagons because I think the TSA in themselves are jack wagons. Um, this is just a, a big group of jack wagons. You know, there might be one or two that aren't uh, complete, just bumbling retards. But uh, this lady recently, and you guys may have seen this, and you go to TSA's Instagram, uh, and it's probably on the news too, you've seen it. Um, it. And I didn't know this, but you can bring uh, food uh, and stuff on the plane, like with your carry-on, as long as it's packed in ice. I thought you couldn't bring food, you know, on the on the plane at all, any any form or fashion. But uh, apparently, it's okay. So this this lady packed up a chicken, um, in in you know a cooler of ice, and was going through the TSA. And this is T. I'm going to read TSA's post first because they're trying to be uh, very clever with it, and they're jack wagons for this post <laughs> that they did here too. You'll see how. Uh, how uh, ignorant it is. So here, here's, their, here's the thing. There's a personal foul here, F-O-W-L. So they're starting off kind of setting you up with their, their whole thing. The plot chickens as we barrel our way closer to Thanksgiving. For us, mm-hmm. it's a time to be thankful that our officers are always working around the clock to keep you safe. Take, for instance, this hen, you believe it. Hen, like can, can you believe it? Hen, you believe it. Uh, found at Fort Lauderdale, Hollywood International Airport. We hate to beak it to you here, but stuffing a firearm in your holiday bird for travel is just a waste of time. See what they're doing? That's a whole bunch of bad puns. This idea, oh, they don't stop. This idea wasn't even half-baked. It was raw, greasy, and obviously unsupervised. The only roast happening here is this poor packing choice. Feather you like it or not, (laughs) there are rules for traveling with guns and ammunition, so don't wing it. Roast over the proper packaging info through the link in our bio. So this lady stuffs her chicken with a gun. She's trying to smuggle a gun in her raw chicken. You know how you... Let me share my screen. Here's a picture of it. Um, screen share. So... Are you kidding me? There's a picture. So she's got it wrapped, I guess, in like paper or something. That's the grip. 
and then she's got it shoved into, you know, where you put the stuffing. Yeah. In a in a chicken. Um, but that's uh, that's all we've got on it so far. Don't know what she was trying to do or anything like that. There's no background to it. But double jack wagons here. The lady trying to get the gun in the chicken, uh, and then TSA with their idiotic pun uh, post there. Dude, yeah, that's, <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, bro. Don't get me wrong. There's some people, some TSA agents are pretty badass. I mean, I, there's, I've met in the amount of time I've traveled and just the amount of times I've traveled. I've met some pretty cool TSA agents that actually have their shit together. Then there's other TSA agents that are just an absolute nightmare. I mean, you could just tell. I'm going to say the majority. Yeah. And it's, it's brutal. You, you run into these people. Like I was coming back from the Indianapolis shot show. Now, any Indianapolis NRA, you know, those 30 millimeter, uh, chunks of silver. They, it looks like a 30 millimeter round. Yeah. It's a kilo of silver. Yeah. I purchased one. I was like, okay. I thought that was really, really cool. I had purchased one and I am put it in my carry on luggage. I'm like, you're not going to check a kilo of silver, but don't get me wrong. This is long enough ago where it was, I think when I purchased it, it was like $14 an ounce. Right. So I have it in my bag going through TSA. This lady stops me and all of a sudden she hits this alarm and everybody comes running up like absolute panic. We have live ammunition, (laughs) live ammunition. And she sets it down and asks me to step to the side. And she's like, Oh, you can't have this. You could be going to jail right now. What is this? I said, it's a one kilo chunk of silver. So you don't understand. It looks like an explosive. You don't understand. It looks like an explosive. It looks like an explosive. Okay. I said, it's a chunk of silver. She's all, it's in the shape of a projectile. <laughs> and me being so calm and understanding, I said, lady, are you listening to yourself? And she's like, what's that supposed to mean? I said, because if you are, you're going to realize how stupid you sound. Oh. That didn't make it any better. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, now she's oh, no. determined. Now it out came the threats. It's all. Oh. I'm going to throw you in jail. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Oh, you're going to go to jail for so long. You're never going to fly. You're going to go on the no fly list. And I mean, every bit of her like low rent education mm-hmm. went, went in. And I mean, it would, she even went as far as called the local law enforcement. Did the, hopefully some of them called her out on this and put her in her place and, <laughs> Oh, when the bomb squad showed up to dispose of the explosive while I am being detained 45 minutes later. Yeah. Detained. Oh like, my gosh. Like you're in not cuffs? under arrest. We're, you're not under arrest, but you're being detained for your own safety. Your own they safety. They put me aside and they had these guys come and take it, put it in a box, a chunk of silver. It is a chunk of silver in a box and carefully put it over there called law enforcement they had a piece of 
explosive ordnance. They come over. We're off on another side of the office by then. Everything's going. Law enforcement show up. These guys in suits come in, and I'm in a little room sitting there. Right. <laughs> and, well, what do you have? What is it? I said, it's a one kilo chunk of silver in the shape of a 30 millimeter anti-tank round. He said, excuse me? <laughs> I said, yes, sir. It's a chunk of silver, one kilo chunk of silver in the shape of a 30 millimeter anti-tank round. He's all, are you fucking kidding me? His exact words. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Kicks the door open and you hear, what the fuck is your problem? Just <laughs> screaming. <laughs> and you can see the veins in this dude's neck. And Which I, they, like, the I guarantee you, hey, she picked it up is because they ran it through the uh, x-ray, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So obviously and, it's a big solid piece of something with no hollow or. No hollow. And she held it in her hand and they are yelling at each other. She and about. Yeah. No, keep going. I'm going to tell you my story on this. Yeah. And we're sitting there. The door closes, and it's pre- a pretty tight room. When you're in, a, in like one of those little holding rooms, it's supposed to be semi-sound resistant. And all you hear is, you get the fuck in my office now. <laughs> and they're like, who's going to take care of him? Someone get him on the next flight. Get him first class. <laughs> Uh, what was running through your mind this whole time? Were you like, they're going to steal my silver? This is a oh, ploy yeah. for them to steal my silver. That's what I was thinking. I said, I'm all, this low rent freaking bitch is going to be swiping my silver. She's doing it to, like, she's going to be keistering it or something and walking out with a chunk of silver. Right. And keistering it. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I'm all, this shit's not, it's not cheap. I, I uh-uh. was like, I was like, I'm buying this. I was like, oh, this is a cool investment. And I'm like panicked that they're going to walk off with it. it they're going to confiscate it, pull right. some bullshit government law that you can't have it back. Yeah. And this, the most non-threatening little guy comes in in, in a uniform, in a, a local law enforcement uniform, says, uh, uh, Mr. Tun, is that right? Mr. I said, Tun. yeah, just Close Tun. enough. <laughs> He's like, um, is there anything I can get you? He's all, here's your bag and here's your chunk of silver, sir. I really want to apologize. Uh, we've, we've booked you on the next flight home <laughs> oh, and it's shit. first class and we have some meals vouchers for you and I'd like to take you over. And I was like, I said, no, bro, it's fine. And we go walking out and we walk by this office and you just see this dude just reading this lady, the riot act, just like chewing her ass. Good. Fucking chewing. Good. And I was like, I go out there, we go to walk back through security and the officer walks me right through that little metal detector with my backpack on now, right back through over to the airport lounge on your way, on your way. Yeah. Gets me whatever I want. And I was like, I was like, okay, I sat down, ate, had a couple of drinks and flew home. There you go. I mean, they don't normally turn out that way, but yeah, good. Good for you. So what I'm holding up is, and you know, a lot of people have these, you know, the 50 cal um, shells that they convert to bottle openers, pins. So I've got a pin here, and you know, I've traveled with this. Ah, God, I've probably had this thing for, I don't know, at least 10 years, um, and never had a problem with it. But one time I went through, and it tripped one of the TSA people. 
<laughs> they pull me over to the side and they're like, sir, do you have um, any firearms or anything in your bag? I was like, well, you just scanned it so you would know whether I do or not. And I said, I said, you know, I've been to a, a range event. There may be some, you know, cause you never know if some, some shells fly in your shit or drop off your clothes sometimes and you're, you're not aware of it. And I was like, there shouldn't be, you know, I checked it very well, but I was upfront and honest with him, told him where I've been, what I've been doing, what I do for a living. Uh, he goes, well, he goes, I, I think you've got, you made a, a major mistake and you've, you know, you've got a round, a live round in there. I was like, it's completely plausible. I said, but it's not intentional, but you know, feel free. So he pulls it out and it's this pin, which obviously looks like a pin. You know, it's in, it's, it's a 50 shell casing. It's got the, where it's already been shot there too. And, uh, he was like, sir, would you take that apart, please? That's <laughs> like, sure. So, you know, I go through, I unscrew it, take it apart, pull it out, you know, and he's all, you know, he's all like watching oh, my God. every single move and he's got two other people there around me, uh, you know, and I, I, Point, I said, there's there's nothing in here. Your x-rays would have showed. Your gunpowder thingies would have, you know, gone off. Uh, and I put it back in there. Uh, and he's like, sir, I recommend that you not travel with that anymore. I was like, I've been traveling with this for years, and you're the first person to ever say anything about this. So that ought to say something about you. <laughs> I said, I will continue to travel with my pen. And, uh, you know, hopefully I don't encounter more jack wagons like you. <laughs> yeah. Please don't travel with it because I'm too stupid to know the rules. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, TSA definitely. Uh, not all TSA, you know, but. No. They, they, get, they have, because of those people, it gives the whole organization, you know, a bad reputation. Yeah. Dude, like I tell people all the time. No one, very few people ever write a good review about a restaurant. Everyone writes a bad review. Or movie or, yeah, whatever it may yeah, be. Yeah, it's people like, oh, that was a great movie. Let's move on. Or someone says, no, it, that absolutely sucked. I hated it. I want to go write a review. I was like, if you took the same energy to write the positive stuff, people would have an unbiased, like an actual. Be informed. Review. Which sounds yeah. a lot like our political system these days. So, yeah, no yeah. shit. Which, uh, speaking of, while we're recording this, we're like right in the the elections going on, so yeah. we don't know what the turnout is, but there seems to be a lot of a lot of blue floating around, unfortunately. <sighs> yeah. So I wanted to all I know. I wanted to share one more thing on this post before we get off of it with the TSA, and I'm looking through the comments, and Sky Firearms made a comment on this TSA post to just to add to, and they're encouraging their, their stupid puns, but this is plucking terrible. We think this person's actions are reprehensible. However, their taste in firearms is impeccable. I guess it's a, I guess it's a sky. I don't know. I don't know how they could tell it's a sky in that. Maybe there's more pictures. Oh, here we go. There's more pictures. <laughs> so here's another picture. So they, they pull it out. 
And there it is. So yeah, it's a sky. Aww. So free publicity for sky firearms there, but what's that saying? Don't let any tragedy go to waste. Yep. Uh, kind of deal. So they're trying to capitalize on it. So they're jack wagons for uh, encouraging the stupid puns. Sky firearms. <laughs> Sorry if you're listening, Sky, uh, but don't, don't, don't encourage these jack wagons. Don't yeah, encourage. Don't be low rent. Don't be low rent. Yeah, be step above. <laughs> All right, enough of the jack wagons. Unless you got any more, you got any more jack wagons? Dentists. Ah, the dentist. <laughs> not Good. not your like poor genes or poor hygiene, but the dentist. It's their fault, right? <laughs> Dude. I, I am so, put it this way, I carry dental floss. I even have dental floss with me everywhere I go. I have in my backpack, I have toothbrush in my truck, mouthwash in my truck, a Sonicare pulsing toothbrush, water pick at the house, genetics, that's a whole other thing, that's screwed. But, and I understand you've got to make your money. Dentists have to make money. You went to school for what? Six months in Guadalajara or in Guatemala. Fuck, I don't know. Right, Panama. And, yeah. And now you're a dental hygienist or whatever you, doctor of dental science or whatever it is. <laughs> a tooth Congratulations. Doctor. You're a tooth doctor. Yeah. It is very important. I know. But fuck, do you need to make all your money off of every person that walks in the door? I don't mind <laughs> making it all off on you. <laughs> Yeah, I don't mind you owning a yacht. I don't mind you owning the nicest car out there. Just don't make me make all the payments. Right. Like I, I go in, I'm like, dude, I need to get this done. They're like, oh, you've had your bridge in for almost 19 years. That's way too long. We need to replace the whole upper palate and put implants. And I said, all right, how much is that? He's all $52,000. <laughs> go fuck yourself. <laughs> I'm like. Is there anything wrong then, with the one you have in? Or is he just saying, ah, you know, we got better technology nowadays. Let's just go in and redo that shit. uh, I have a cavity underneath the bridge Uh because it's so old. The bridge is wearing out. I got you. And I said, I said, okay, I can go back to Slovakia and it's a lot cheaper. Well, we have a lot better technology here. We're the best. And I said, I'm all dude. I've heard that it's a used car salesman pitch. Uh And he's like, I said, I'm all, we can go to these other countries my wife's from slovakia i can get it done for a quarter of the price but not the quality we have the best quality he's on and i want you to know you pay, get what you pay for i said i get that but sometimes you really get screwed on what you pay for i'm all yeah because i'm all because doctors aren't driven by the hippocratical oath anymore they're driven by the insurance oath yeah and yeah. i'm like just trying to and then you don't understand your teeth are very important. I said, no, dude, I totally understand. I'm fat. I like to eat. Trust like to me. Eat. This, and I like my this, nicotine. <laughs> yeah. My nicotine in my food. I'm all, I didn't get this perfect body by not using my teeth. I didn't slurp it through a freaking <laughs> straw. So, you know, dude. the, the normal shit that the, they tell you to do when you're, you know, two, you do yeah. that shit and you're going to have great teeth. Well, it's well, genetics, you know, that that's not what oh, really, is. but it, you know, I obviously it helps by, taking care of them but it's uh, definitely genetics yeah. i mean i i've never had braces it's amazing it's just it's genetic it's like you know working out you know you see all these dudes with these like just 
freaking Arnold Schwarzenegger bodies mm. and you work out, you know, I've worked out my entire life and I just, you know, I can't get that. It's just not in my genes. Dude, no. 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 It's I'm like, dude, I lift weights every morning. I lift 330 pounds out of bed every morning. Do I look fit? <laughs> Fuck you. No. Love it. You try doing that. I love the only it. The thing that's nice on me is my calves because they have to carry my fat ass around. Yeah, and you got some nice artwork on there. I want to talk about yeah. your tattoos too. We're going to talk about that too. Uh, but I've got a, a Lead Head Brigade hero. So let's switch to the heroes. And for our heroes, this comes from, I believe. We are in Georgia. So this is Georgia. Uh, and this is a media release from uh, whatever police department this is. Members of Warner Robins Police Department were dispatched on um, Watson Boulevard in reference to a kidnapping in progress. Officers found that this douchebag, he was 67 years old, had arrived with a victim who's a juvenile and removed the juvenile forcefully from their vehicle and took them into the woods behind the business. Didn't say which business. Uh, this douchebag then threw the juvenile to the ground and began choking them. A witness held the douchebag at gunpoint until officers arrived. So it was just this dude that was there, saw what was happening, took it upon himself to intervene and stop what looked to him to be a wrongful act. Police arrested and charged the douchebag with aggravated assault and cruelty toward a child. The child was turned over uh, to their juvenile department for further follow-up and care. Um, and I'm reading this. You guys can go to The Truth About Guns. It says, Armed Good Samaritan Stops Child Abduction Outside Georgia Walmart. So is that a Walmart uh, there? Go figure. Uh, and then the guy who wrote it, I don't know who says if their name's on this article. John B-O-C-H, Bach or Bosch, is the author. He says, We all know that using daily force to defend an innocent third party from death or great bodily injury poses a lot of potential downside for the would-be Good Samaritans. However, seeing someone grab a young child and strangle them seems like one of those scenarios where even low information types can understand that the use of force is both righteous and justified, not to mention laudable. Be careful out there and stay safe. So another good example of firearms being used for good rather than bad that we don't always hear about or see in the news. Yeah. So that's, that's my lead head brigade hero for the week. You got any heroes? See, I'm I'm stuck. There's there's a few heroes that just to name one would be difficult. And when you're talking about heroes, there's like, of course, I like firemen, law law enforcement, especially task force. When it comes to law enforcement, the task force side, the guys that have to go in in the shittiest of situations. Make that split decision where they know no matter what they do, they're going to be criticized and gone over by a bunch of fucking jack wagons sitting behind a desk that have never gotten their fucking shoes dirty. And they went in and did a job that no one else wanted to do. And they know they're going to get ran down and 
just the shit kicked out of them later, and they still do it. Those guys are heroes. Same with fire department. They go into a situation where there's there's no good way. They're, they're going into a situation they know that it's a bad situation. They don't know if they're going to come out alive or not, but they're yeah. going to go in anyway. It's yeah, and just those those are always heroes I'd like to mention. And people laugh at this, but the fucking lunch lady in all public schools, man. (laughs) (laughs) This person shows up, deals with all these little bastards. I mean, don't get me wrong. I have kids in school. My kids are disciplined. My kids say, thank you. Say, please. If the lunch lady says, would you like some of this? Please, may I have some? Or no thank you. Yes, it's that simple. Yeah. But like, I went to my kid's school right after we got back from the gunsight event with lockdown, and I watched my kids. I went to have lunch with them, and I'm like, oh, that's cool looking. I've watched my boy. He goes over there. Yes, please. Yes, ma'am. And you see this little petri dish of a child walking through and with its parents which <laughs> its parents yeah so calm. i'm like i mean no I manners no even the the parent me me, a, me. Like, i want i want i want and just walking these all no give me more of that and he's just i'm like dude I want to go smack the taste out of your mouth just because you're so disrespectful to everybody around. Like you're walking. And the parents up there. aren't aren't correcting yeah. him, or they they probably did the same thing. But that's he where they get the, it. That's where they get the it. The adult and the child were doing the exact same thing to this poor lunch lady, and she just took it in stride and never missed a beat. Was just so polite. And I know that, okay, not only is she going to have to do this for this one asshole. She does it all day. All day, every day. And there's very few people that say thank you. But know what? Thank you, lunch ladies, for dealing with all those fucking jack wagons and assholes. Because you are a hero. You feed all these kids that are our future. You rock. I love that. And not to mention, they probably get to school before anybody else. Because yeah. they, you know, they got to start preparing and cooking and getting all that, all that ready. Because yep. when I was there, I don't know how they do it now, but you know, there was lunch period. So you just, you had one group coming in after the other, just. Yeah. My kid gets there. We drop my son off at seven o'clock, gets her a little bit before seven and has, he has breakfast. Ah, so then he goes to class, then has, goes and has lunch. Then he has a option of having a snack or something at the end of school yeah but i'm like so that lunch laser all freaking day i'm surprised you don't send your kids to school with lunch as much as you prepare <laughs> you know if you've if you guys are not following ton on instagram you need to go it's it's ton jones official and just look at the things that he's posting there's not a post that you have with food that it wouldn't feed 30 40 people how many people do you have living at your house four, <laughs> four. Me and my wife and, well two kids and 
two oh dogs. <laughs> but it looks like you're cooking for an army every time you, because you got like ten hamburgers. Uh, I saw the one with the the chicken wings that you were doing. You know, there was yeah big freaking thick wings, and you had like thirty of those. And I was like, who is he feeding? Like, dude, it's funny because I will actually. Go through. Let me kick this damn light back on. What the hell? Is it like a time sensor or something? It's a time sensor, and it's set to the front door. Ah, so when somebody comes in. It has the front door blocked. I got you. But, um, no, I did those. They're called lollipop chicken. And it's usually when I'm feeding people, like, I'll start cooking, and I don't want to fire up the smoker for four pieces of meat. (laughs) Right. I'm like... Like I told my wife, I'm like, I'm gonna cook. She and all she does is, dear God, <laughs> there's like, there's another five hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, I like I cooked some elk up the other day, and she was excited. I said, Yeah, I'm gonna cook up some elk steaks, and I'm like, I'm gonna make up some chili. I'm gonna make some elk burgers, and I'm gonna freeze them. And I started cooking when I got home, which was about three thirty four o'clock. And I finished cooking around nine. And in between Holy me prepping crap. food for like the rest of the week, she, uh, <laughs> I made dinner for everybody and fed the kids at the same time while she was cleaning the house. And I just kept going. I love cooking. That's my stress relief. So I'm on for our video audience. I'm going to go to tons. Oh, God. <laughs> So it is Ton Jones official. T O N J O N E S O F F I C I L. And so here's here's an example right here's some food right here. I don't know, is that you cooking right here? This one? I, I can't see it. Oh. Let me turn the audio on. You didn't you didn't share pickled herring. Pickled herring and fish bait. And fish also bait. known as mackerel. No, you're at a restaurant. He really liked it, yes. He's a spoiled. That was a yeah. a restaurant. That was in a, just, another country, wasn't it? I don't know. I can't see the screen still. Oh, uh, it's a yeah. It's small for you. So let me go to those. See, so here's one right here. I'm not sharing it. So yeah, it's shared. You just can't see it, I guess. Chili cheeseburger dogs for dinner last night. There's like a whole two packets of dogs uh, or three or four. Okay. You get them split open. And I mean, it just looks delicious. So this is, is chili cheeseburger dogs. Talk about that. Chili. It's, okay. That's a hot dog filled, stuffed with, I think that was. Hamburger meat. <laughs> You got a hot dog stuffed with hamburger meat. Hamburger meat, and you grill it. But I think I used axis meat on that one, ground axis. And what you do is you, so you have a hamburger hot dog grilled together. It's a hot dog stuffed with hamburger, (laughs) grilled, covered in chili, then doused with cheese on a hot dog bun. So you have your chili cheeseburger, your chili cheese dog. All in one happy little dish. You got meat stuffed with meat, covered with meat. You're my new favorite person. Dude, and then you garnish it with cheese. 
Oh my gosh. Hadn't, and is this something that you created or did you see this done somewhere? I have never seen a no, hot I dog stuffed doing with that, beef. Uh, oh, hell. I think the first time I did that, I was back in high school. <laughs> but look at all the food and it's just four people. What do you do with all the extra food? That's why I'm like, you're cooking for your kids for the week. You're sending this to, to school with them for them to eat. Or are you inviting the neighbors over? Or you got like, you know, some. When they, when the, when they see, when my neighbors see the smoker going, they pretty much invite themselves. Oh, I don't see why they wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, is, I mean. This is unreal. So here's one. Here's another one. Uh, this is when the family gets together, the cooking gets amazing. It's like you're grilling some steaks here. Uh, what is it? Slow motion. Yeah. Slow motion. You're, you're oh, on the yeah. grill. You got about, I don't know, 30 pounds of steak. And then the, you're, yeah. you've got all the trimmings that, I mean, you, you could feed an army here. That was my grandpa's 91st birthday. Ah. My grandpa. We celebrated Grandpa's 91st, my mom's 70th, my brother's 40th, my 44th, my aunt's like 65th. Half the family is born in August. So this and makes sense. Within, this makes sense that you yeah. would make this much food. But it's this you do this all the time. Every every time I see your grill going, it's like he's he's feeding an army. Here's the one with the the smoked bologna. Dude, that's smoked bologna, bro. I love bologna. Dude. I love frying it. I've never tried grilling I, it though, so I'm gonna try that. I will tell you the hint. There it is. Okay. Yeah. When it goes to bologna, get the if you're smoking it, it's perfect. Because what you'll do is you get it smoked, let it sit on there for a long time. Low and slow, you'll see it separate, it cooks, it stays warm. Then what you do is you move it and you crank your smoker up really, really hot. Get mm -hmm. it grilling hot like 400 degrees and then sear it and flip it. And it gives it that nice little glazed crust. Slice that sucker, that's happiness. That is, That does look good. So how did you get into... Uh, into the food, into the cooking, because it, it seems like you've really got some skills here. Well, <laughs> growing up, we were broke as fuck. <laughs> you know, people talk about government cheese. Yeah. I was so broke, we knew what government cheese was. <laughs> I mean, my dad worked, my father was military. I mean, we would get our rations, we'd get a bag of beans, a bag of rice, Loaf of bread. I mean, out in the middle of the desert, we would get literally military family rations. We were broke. Cans of cheese. And I remember it was like top ramen, spam, just anything and everything. And then one, every once in a while, we'd be like doing good. We'd, my dad would get enough stuff. We'd make, he'd cook up some amazing like deer stew enchiladas my mom would cook up some stuff that was pretty good <laughs> so, but, so your mom wasn't quite the uh the cook is that what you're trying to say she she had her specialties mm -hmm. 
my father was really good at cooking and I saw how he enjoyed it. So when I went off on my own and I got past the living off a of top ramen and Taco Bell packet stage and we did this game where we called it was like refrigerator roulette. We would open the refrigerator, everybody would grab an item without telling each other. It was like six of us living in the house when we all went out on our own. Right. Everybody would grab an item without telling each other what it was. <laughs> then we'd all come out and show each other what we had, and we had to make a meal out of whatever each person grabbed. <laughs> so we got really creative with cooking. Was that like for your own meal? Is whatever you grabbed, then that was your meal, or is it like you no, shared it with everybody? That's the community. We All of us would grab something out of the refrigerator or the pantry or wherever we could find, and we would cook with whatever items we grabbed. And we'd have to make a meal out of it. It was literally it, it, food roulette. Yeah. Yeah. Potluck. And we would make stuff, and they would usually leave it up to me to cook. And we learned to cook all kinds of stuff, biscuit bombs, where it'd take – literally biscuits flatten it out put eggs put stuff inside we would we were so cheap and broke we would go get packets of biscuits and great the the gravy sausage mm -hmm. gravy and we'd make batches of it anything left over would spread into ice cake ice cube trays and freeze it <laughs> freeze the gravy shit yeah oh hell yeah we were broke bro we'd freeze the nothing gravy went to ice waste cube trays and we're like, okay, there's leftover chunks of bacon from when we cook bacon. We put it inside there. And then we're like, okay, well, we're down to a can uh, from the 99 cent store discount shelf because they've already turned and expired and the tube's starting to swell. <laughs> They're now on sale for 50 cents. You're getting a whole thing of flaky biscuits. Okay, we're going to take those, go home, flatten them out, take that frozen ice cube of gravy, put it in the center, wrap it around it, and bake it in the oven. Now you got a biscuit with gravy inside. Wow. Dude, you come up with Just shit. Just experience, you, yeah. You know, I did that too. Uh, I had two older brothers, and uh, my dad traveled, so he was gone all the time. So during the week, he wasn't there, and my mom worked full time. So when we would get home from school... You know, boys, we're hungry. Yeah. You know, we want to eat something. So we did the exact same thing that you're talking about is there would be bread. There might be some leftover pizza sauce. There might be, you know, and we would just start combining stuff and cooking it. And, you know, we'd throw, yep. we're just different spices. We're just a shower and garlic and Tabasco. You know, we'd just mix all kinds of, and, you know, boys being boys, you know, my older brothers, you know, who's the guinea pig, the youngest. Me, he's like Marty. Come here and try this. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was a little guinea pig, and I would try everything beforehand. And of course, me, you know, I wasn't picky. I had a cast iron stomach. I was like, "Oh, that's good. That's good. That's good." Then they would try one, and they would eat it, and they would just like <laughs> start spitting it out. Oh, but yeah, man, that, that's kind of how. Because I love to cook. I love cooking, and I love trying different things. I like mixing this with that to see what it's going to taste like because, you know, in my mind, I know what that tastes like and I know what that tastes like. And yeah. it's like, I bet that would be good together. 
And that's I'm constantly trying different things. I probably never eat the same thing twice. And if it's something that I like, I don't write the recipe down. I just remember the 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 main things that I put in it and you know, it's always yep. a little different because I don't get the same measurements or anything like that. Don't ever try that fish from that fish from Sweden. <laughs> Swedish fish. Talk about that. That's just, that's just just wrong, bro. What what is it? Is it that, that okay? Like fermented crap? That can of death and rotten ass. <laughs> I went over to the Netherlands to visit like 2020 Supply, our distributor for air guns and crawl, and I'm over there. I'm doing a meet and greet and a signing at crawl. And they give me this can of shishtroming. It's fish that's fermented. And while it's fermenting and rotting, they put it and can it. And as it's still finishing rotting and fermenting, the can swells and bulges. Uh-uh. And when it swells, they say, you know, it's done and ready to eat. <laughs> okay. The deal was if I can eat, a, I think it was three fish, mm-hmm. three of the those rotten herrings, I would get a thermal. <laughs> I could power through it. I've eaten well, the whole time. Who are you to turn down there. a dare, right? I was like, dude, I'm all, it's on. Bullshit. On the full video, I take this dude's knife. I puncture the side of the can, and this shit <laughs> splatters out. Oh! The, the cameraman goes, <laughs> pukes all over the floor, and he's like six feet away from me, just pukes everywhere. Oh my god! While he's puking, the other guy, one of the field reps, starts puking just from the smell, and I have it all over my arm and shirt. I'm like cutting this can. I'm dry heaving. I'm like. Ugh cut this can open and I go to pick it up and it's so slimy the outside layer starts sloughing off. It's like rotting and degrading inside this juice. So I said, screw it. I pick it up. I bite off instantly start chewing it. And it, uh, oof, almost lost it. Just thinking about it. Are you like, are you like, uh, pitching your nose while you're, while you're Oh no, I could, I'm covered in the juice and the oil. I swallow the first bit and I dry heave it back up and it sticks right here. Right in the and throat. Like, yeah. I swallow it back down. I go to take another bite. I start chewing. I throw up again. I had to pull it out. I got shit drooling off my face. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I got one piece down. I throw it back in and I start to chew it again. And I hit that little like blood vein and this like tar mushy shit hits the back of my throat. <clears> I'm done. It's like an episode of Fear Factor. Dude, it was so fucking horrible. So get rid of it, chuck it out, and I look at the dog. The dog goes to run over to see what food I threw out. The dog stops like two feet from it, turns around, and runs. <laughs> then so even like, the dog. The dog wouldn't eat it. It's like, what are you doing, man? So this is, I think this is it right here. I think this is it on your Instagram. Oh, there it is. That's fucking horrible. Oh my gosh. That just looks nasty. So is it raw fish? 
Yeah, it's raw. Raw fermented <laughs> fish, and they they actually eat this crap there. Look, so here here you are. I'm gonna turn the sound on. You won't be able to hear it's it already. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're you're vomiting while you're chewing it. He's push, he's pushing through. No, he's not. He got a little bit more of emotional support. Oh my god! <laughs> you're just like <laughs> yeah. Here he goes. Or not? I bet you burned that shirt, didn't you? <laughs> I think Carla is going to pay more for the Air Force at all. Oh my gosh. I mean, that just looks nasty. I mean, apparently this is like a delicacy there because they can it. They actually can it and brand it because it's got like a, a company brand on that thing. Oh yeah, it's horrible, bro. It's who Who would have thought to do that and think, let's eat it? It is the weirdest thing. They, it's been around forever. They, what they don't tell you is the way you're supposed to eat it is when you crack that can open, you're supposed to rinse it off in water in salt water, dry it off, pack it with like vegetables and herbs, wrap it in a flatbread, and eat it that way. Uh, but even that way, it's not going to do any good. No, I can't imagine. But then getting all that nasty juice, so they actually drain it. Uh, yeah, because all it, it is is fermented and rotted fish meat. It's rotten fish guts and juice. It's 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 horrible. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, no, that's 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 a fear factor episode right there. Yeah, dude, that it's brutal. It's not it's not natural. Now, bro. if there was fifty thousand dollars on the line, would you have stomached through it? I don't think I could have. I tried. Just your body just wouldn't take it, huh? No, it's literally, I mean, there was a thermal on the line, a rifle thermal scope. I'm like, I was like, I can, I can do this. No. Uh -uh. Good Lord, man. I tried. I tried. And even after throwing up in my mouth and swallowing it back down and going for another bite. You're like, this ain't worth it. This ain't worth it. <laughs> <laughs> fuck a thermal. <laughs> I, can, I was like, "Fuck no!" I'll go. I'll figure something out. Yeah, I'll use a flashlight. Hell, yeah. <laughs> I'll get a bigger gun. Oh man! So you get to travel quite a bit uh, with the company that you're with now. Yeah, um, and we're going to talk about that a little bit uh, too. But uh, as far as the food go, you're you're into hunting. Also, you do a lot of hunting. Love um, hunting. And you know we're going to talk a little bit of air guns here too, and you're hunting with with the uh, with the air guns there. So let's talk about some of the. Um, I guess we should probably talk about the difference between an air gun and airsoft. It'd be a good a good time to do that uh, because I did unintentionally I threw the airsoft out there, uh, dirty word, and I got you know I got tongue lash for it. So educate us on the difference between an air gun and an airsoft. Yeah. Airsoft people go out and shoot each other with these little itty bitty plastic BBs running off of green gas or CO2, and they're 100 feet per second. It's little four, five grain plastic projectile that stings. It hurts. Mm -hmm. 
we shoot pre-charged pneumatic slugs. And talk about pneumatic. What is that? Yeah. Um, we are... As he's reaching back for one of his rifles there. This is a 45, a 457 Texan. It This container holds 3,600 PSI. And of pressure. Shoots, of air yeah, pressure. This, yep. Yeah, this... 3,625 PSI of air, and it shoots that chunk of lead. This gun produces 750 foot-pounds of muzzle energy. Wow. Where an airsoft produces about four to five foot-pounds of muzzle energy. Big it's difference. The dif- yeah, it's the difference of getting hit with a Nerf gun versus a Mack truck. No, well, I mean, for all intents and purposes, it's, it's getting shot with a, a real bullet, real gun. Yes, if you to... these are actual bullets that come out of here. Um, they're made for hunting, big game. I mean, there's these, these there's not an animal on the earth that this cannot take down. I mean, they've hunted all the African big game with them. We've taken buffalo with them. They've, we've had uh, customers go hunt hippo with them Mm -hmm. i mean and you're seeing more and more people go to the air guns um yes and you know for their hunting versus you know the traditional rifle the you know powder gunpowder guns yeah yeah and with air force like we have a 50 caliber air gun that's it looks the same as just the barrel and the valve cap there's a little internal there's a few internal differences Right. And that produces 850 foot-pounds of muzzle energy. So the power's there to do whatever you want. There's, But what is nice about an air gun is you don't have to worry about the projectile traveling way beyond. Like, if you're shooting, you've got a, a target or an animal out at 100 yards, and let's say you miss. You don't have to worry about an object 1,000 yards away being hit. It's the length of travel is a lot less for that projectile. It right. sheds velocity a lot quicker. Right. And you have to worry about over penetration or no. anything um, like that. There is the, you can punch a hole through a large game animal at close range. It has the energy, but once it has passed through your target, your animal, it's usually find the projectile within feet right. on the other side, not, Within hundreds of yards. And another benefit that you're going to be getting is noise. A yep. lot quieter that, shooting this one of these. is a moderator. That is the sound suppression system for the Texan SS. So a suppressor. Yes. It's, or silencer. It's, we, you know, yes. the proper term is a silencer. It is a silencer, but it's built onto the gun. So and it's integrally suppressed. Integrally suppressed. And it makes it hearing safe. Without it, it sounds like a 12-gauge. Oh, really? It's that loud? Yes. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that. That's why you're going to have to get your ass down here, and we're going to have to shoot. We we need to do that, definitely. Yeah. So I've yeah. I've shot them before, um, and I I guess I was wearing ear pro because I was at just like a normal range, so there was other shit going on that I yeah. just, you know, I kept it on, and I, I don't guess I really noticed uh, how loud they, they may have been, um, but... As loud as a 12 guy, I didn't realize they were that loud. Wow. Yeah, it depends on the brand and who makes it. Mm-hmm. Um, we have, well, 
We have the most powerful line of production air guns. There is one other gun that's out there now that is a 72 caliber. Mm, 72. Is, yeah, but holy shit. It it is considered a production gun even though they drop one or two a month. Yeah. Not a high demand kind of deal, I would say. No, assume. and you're not it's you're spending 4 or 5 bucks a shot. So how big is a 72 caliber? It's bigger know. than a 50, obviously. Yeah, it's just shy of three quarters of an inch. Wow. So it's That's, like a mortar. It, You're shooting a mortar yeah, out of that thing. It's it's ridiculous. And then let me set this one back up here. Then we have my competition rifle. Ah, so what are we looking at here? This is my 25 caliber rapid air. This is a precision air rifle for bench rest tournament. We shoot targets that are 25 targets out at 100 yards. And our center of the target is, if you look at the cap, imagine putting a pellet through that hole. At so he's, he's showing for our uh, listening audience a, a pin, a, a writing yep. pin, the, the cap of it. So imagine the diameter of your pin cover that goes over your writing yep. pin. We have to hit, that's the bullseye. At 100. Of those at 100. Wow. And will and one, one charge get you through those 25 shots? Yes, we have to do it. You're not allowed to refill. And people ask, well, how accurate is that card? We did a competition with Pyramid Air where it was called the Sick of COVID Challenge. Uh-huh. Split playing cards at 50 yards. Oh, wow. So that's shooting them flat. Yeah, it's very, very surgically accurate. I mean, we have guys that pop aspirins off the top of balloons at 100 mm-hmm. without popping the balloon. I mean... Wow. Yeah, I've seen a couple, there's a couple of, uh, I guess they call themselves trick shooters that are using the air guns. Uh, and I've seen the aspirin one and, a, uh, you know, a couple of other ones. Um, but yeah, I mean, those things are, are surgically precise. There's no, no doubt about that. Yeah. We uh, were goofing off one day when I was testing this for the first time. Um, our magazines have, 12 rounds in them. Mm-hmm. That's our mag. And I had three magazines. And I was shooting. There was a 50 cal stuck in our target. 50 cal slug, which is just a little bit bigger than our 45. And you can see the back of it. So I shot it. I'm sitting there shooting the back of that slug with that air gun. I dumped three mags into it. Oh, wow. Stacked them. And that was pyramiding out the back of the target. So what he's showing us for our listening audience is he's got all his slugs. Do you call them slugs? Yeah, these are actually pellets. Pellets. So your pellets, yeah. where he is just like Robin Hooded. I don't know how many are there, six or There's seven? 36. There's 36 that he's put pellet and pellet and pellet and pellet and pellet and yep. pellet and pellet. I do that 36 times. <laughs> Yep. That's remarkable. And how long did it take you to do that in between shots? Are you, are you? I mean, you've got like a time limit between shots that you've no, got to do, or you can we take as goofing, much time we as you want. Goofing around when when we were downrange, that's thirty forty yards downrange. We couldn't see it, so I'm just shooting. I just kept shooting the back of this other slug that was in the target, 
so you can't really see because it's all silver. It's just lead. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, okay, I'm shooting it. I'm shooting it. I'm shooting it. And I finish it. And I'm like, we're walking up. I mean, the guys were walking up and we're laughing. I was like, what the hell's like, wrong with the target? It's like you didn't hit the target at all. And they were talking shit. They're all, dude, you missed. You missed. I was like, shit, dude. I'm like, oh, starting to panic. We walk up there and it's sticking out. I said, oh, yeah, I meant to do that. <laughs> like, take that, mofos. Yeah. That's impressive. I didn't realize the accuracy of those of those things. And I guess, you know, because you've got less, basically no muzzle rise. you got no oh. recoil. We've There's stuff we've designed for them, like... <laughs> and what is that? What am I looking at there? That is a weight system for the competition guns with the vibration dampener shock absorber. Holy crap. <laughs> Four and a half pounds plus the shock absorber to take the shock out of the gun when you pull a trigger. And you put that where? You got one with it on it? So that goes toward the front of the gun, basically uh, on your handguard. Is that what it is? No, there's a... Uh... I can't see. You're, you're too far away. I know. Give me a second. You're rushing me. Come on, man. <sighs> Please and thank you. <laughs> <laughs> My God, it looks like you put jet propulsion on it. Ugh. Okay, so it goes underneath the the air tube on this particular yeah. model. Yeah, it goes on the Arca rail. There's a Picatinny rail down here underneath. Okay, so it just basically adds weight to hold it. Weight, and it takes the shock out. And it... Uh, we sell them for ERL shooters also, the long-range shooters for uh -huh. centerfire rifles. Yeah. Because that dampener right there, when you fire it, it's a shock absorber. It takes the vibration out of the gun. Huh. Amazing. But you wouldn't yep. think there'd be that much anyway. But if it's as loud as a 12-gauge on some of those. Yeah, because yeah, this one you're shooting, uh, the bigger guns, the Texans you're shooting, on average, like people are shooting 350 400 grain slows when hunting yeah with that 25 cal you're shooting a 300 and well you're shooting a 33 33.95 grain slug at 930 feet per second so just subsonic mm -hmm. that one's hearing safe but still not quiet now That's why you throw the mo moderator on it yeah so you've got a you've got a silencer on yours yeah i got a can on there right now for how long we don't know was it was it you that was telling me about the the guy who got trumped up by the ATF for buying the air gun silencers? Know, but someone did get popped. Uh, we're not really popped. Someone is dealing with that now. Um, we don't know how it's going to turn out. We had uh, air gun moderators, suppressors have always been this kind of gray area for a long time mm -hmm. where it's not really legal or not really illegal it's not made for air gun use but humans are, dude when it comes to jack wagons humans in general bro <laughs> dude for the love of god they man. just mess it up for everybody don't they dude seriously because i mean we have on these air guns air gun suppressors for air gun use only right and it's just we use them in competition so when you're shooting like youth sports, we try to get kids in there and like you're shooting. We have a lot of kids, but they're not made for real guns either. They won't fit on a real gun. On a, no, 
And I say They're real gun. Those are real guns. Air guns are real yeah. guns, but it won't fit on a center fire. Center fire or rim fire. Or it's rim not fire. made for either one. Yeah. And it can do damage and it can actually harm the gun and the, the operator and it damages everything. Yeah. But what the we're running into now is jack wagons that are so, modifying somehow. Yeah, what they did is they uh people have taken them, modified them and gotten in trouble not that they've used them mm-hmm. then people have gone law enforcement have gone and test them even though they test it and it blows up i've never done it myself i don't i have real suppressors yeah for my i have done the paperwork i've got my but you know that these aren't made for center fire or rim fire and that damage will occur even if you try to modify it the centers are made of plastic right i'm not putting a bullet hot gas that sucker it will explode but because some jack wagon went and made an adapter finagled it duct taped it super glued used staples whatever they did now they're trying to say oh it can be used on firearms but it but can't at this, it can't even though the same guy that got busted also had fram oil filters and <laughs> soda pop bottles yeah. I said, go after Coca-Cola and Fram oil filter then, you right? idiots. So but, now they're oh trying no. to come after the the air gun market for moderators, yeah. silencers, suppressors that, that are made for that. So they're looking yeah. at trying to make those with a tax stamp also? Yep. Anything they can get their grubby, grubby little dick skinners on as long as they can get a dollar. Right. And that's just, and that is the core of it. It has nothing to do with the use of or the the product itself. It's all about revenue. Yeah, it's they all don't about generating revenue. They, they really don't care about and job security anything. and justification. Oh yeah, because I mean, let's face it. I mean, suppressors, silencers should be legal. Should be and they are legal. They, there shouldn't be no be no tax stamp. Yeah, uh, involved with them because. For the most part, they're doing more good than anything. Hearing protection, you know, that's the main thing. Noise pollution, you know, being courteous to your neighbor when you're out at the range and you're shooting. Um, So it's completely ludicrous that we have to pay this tax stamp, not only for the the suppressors, but for short-barreled rifles, you know, machine guns, any of that. And to have someone tell you that they're out there just making sure everybody's safe, that's bullshit. They're out there to make a buck. That's like a public defender out there saying, oh, we just wish there was no crime. Bullshit. You want more crime because you want job security. Absolutely. That's exactly right. It's job security. And that's, you know, they're just justifying, trying to justify their existence, which that yep. doesn't, they're, they don't need to be in existence. No, they, it, it's greed. It's Dude. just a bigger fool. What's up, Flicker? Do you see my my lights flashing? Yeah, I think the ATF is tapped in, man. The government is oh, listening you, to this conversation. I was like, hell yeah, you finally flashed me. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the integrally suppressed ones versus the, you know, just the regular ones. What uh, what kind of price difference are we talking on those? Like the Texan right now, the way it's set up. 
Actually, we have a holiday sale going on. I think ah, they're just under Black Friday's coming up. <laughs> oh shit! I hit a button. Where'd it go? Damn it! This is why we can't have nice things, man. I know you're always Seriously. you're fat fingering stuff and breaking it all the Seriously. time, dude. Yeah, we. What is we, wrong with we, you? So, yeah, you so the you also do pistols too. I would assume. Do you do pistols? Uh, or is this we rifles? Do want one that's similar. It's called a Talon P. It's not really a pistol. It's just a shorter version. It still has an external air tank on the back. Yeah. Those are single shots. Those are utility guns. You can see them all at airforceairguns.com. There you but go. We have... Um, Let me pull like that. Our, yeah, pull that sucker up. Pull that sucker up. Let me pull that website up here. i got to put my microphone. Yeah, I would attempt to do share screen, but I don't know what I'm doing. Well, you probably shouldn't touch anything because you'll jack it up. You'll break it. Amen. Let's go Air Force Facebook. Air Guns. Dot com. So also on Facebook, if you guys go to Air Force Air Guns, uh, you can find that. And then if you're having troubles like me, there's a link to their website on their Facebook page. So here we go. Here's sure. the website. Air Force Air Guns dot com. And there are this is a big business. This is a lot bigger business than uh, I had realized because there are there are a bunch of companies in the the air gun business. Even your big uh, gun manufacturers like Beretta, Browning, yeah. um, who is another Remington is in it. Heckler and Co. Or Koch, how do you say it? Uh, H and K. H and K is the best way. Ruger is in it. Sig is in it. Springfield Armory is in it. Walther, um, Stoger, uh, Winchester. I mean, all your big, big companies. Uh, And then you've got all these, uh, you know, specific air gun companies like Air Force, um, Crossman, Daisy. Um, are in this. So, I mean, there's a bunch. This is a lot. This is a billion dollar, got to be a billion dollar, multi-billion dollar industry now. But we're the only ones that are made in America. Are you really? Yep. Only, only air guns made in America. Okay. And we're made in Texas. And the heart of America, Texas. (laughs) Yeah. So here it is, Air Force. So for our, our viewing audience here watching the video, uh, they are having a 20% off on the Texan big bore rifles. So you can get you a nice big 20% off. And 25% off on our small bore utility line. There you go. And what do you call it utility? Um, it's 20, it's 177, 20 cal, 22 and 25. Okay. They are the small bore for small game rabbits, um, small game hunting. Varmints. Target survival rifle, pretty much anything that's under 110 foot pounds of muzzle energy. Gotcha. So is the Texan like your your flagship rifle? That's the big boar. That's the Texans, the big boars, and those are the big game hunting, take down hogs, deer, buffalo, elk, moose. Ooh, damn, these are these are more expensive than I thought they were going to be. So we're looking around twelve twelve hundred dollars. 
uh, on sale. Normally they're closer to fourteen hundred. Yeah. And this is the integrally suppressed one that has yeah, the that's, that's the acoustic baffle moderator is what you got. And are you are you purposes purposely calling them moderators instead of silencers just to yes to keep eyes off of you? Yes. Okay. I get that. I mean, I get it. I understand that. Definitely. When you refer to it as a moderator, people that are in the industry are like, oh, sweet. I understand. When you say, hey, it's a suppressor, Joe Jackwagon's like, uh, Karen moment. It's <laughs> Karen moment. Yeah, exactly. But you've got any, anywhere from a, uh, a 25 up to a 50 cal on the the Texan. Yeah. 257, 308, 357, 457, and a 510. 510, nice. And this is the the one that's integrally suppressed. Correct. So that comes in two models. The SS model, which is a little bit shorter, and the LSS, which is longer. Yeah. And you've got a thing for education. So you've actually got a page for the terminology on what everything means. So air rifle. An air gun, also air rifle or air pistol, is a rifle or pistol that fires a projectile by means of compressed air or other gases. Most air guns use metallic projectiles as ammunition. Where you know we were differentiating airsoft, airsoft uses plastic and it's a lot less powerful, I guess would be. Yeah. Because um, people shoot each other with airsoft guns they go around shooting yeah. each other you don't want to shoot each other with an air rifle nope that's bad juju don't do it don't do it types of coatings this is because i was talking cerakote uh with some guys yesterday at royal range and the benefits of cerakoting and all this they're actually uh cerakoting motorcycle parts now yeah we've uh one of the guys that has cerakoted our air guns for a while has been doing race car engine parts, motorcycle parts, aircraft parts. Um, like some of our parts are Cerakoted. Here's a term for you. Okay. Fruitic nitro carburetization, <laughs> black nitride. Okay. What are you doing with that technology? <laughs> That is a coating in a hardening process where you black nitride something. It actually surface hardens a material. Some of our internal parts are black nitrided or fertic. Yeah. Carbonized. Yeah. Fertic carbonization. Yeah. Is that what is that in your terminology? I, I don't even think our guy up front put that in there because that's worse than it's worse like you can even spell sauce. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't I, even have it on your term. You should. You should say, "Hey, dude, get that on the terminology page," <laughs> and and put the uh, phonetic enunciation of it on there. <laughs> it's called black nitride, or <laughs> so. What you're trying to say is, yeah, phonetic carb- nitro carburizing. And then when you actually do it, it's phoretic nitrocarburization. Carburization, <laughs> yeah. Phoretic 
nitro carburization. <laughs> I got you. I got you. So what that is, also known by the property proprietary names of Tenifer, Tufferide, Melanite, which I've heard of Melanite, as well as yeah. ARCOR. It's a range of proprietary case hardening processes that diffuse nitrogen and carbon into ferrous metals at subcritical temperatures during a salt bath. So it's like going to the, the spa. <laughs> yeah. Take your gun parts to the spa. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they do, this, well. they do this with, um, you know, your, with your center fire yeah. rifles too, the barrels. Yep, Ruger's famous for their American, uh, I think it's their Ruger American line. They did a lot of their Creedmoor barrels that way. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's, co it's basically corrosion to prevent corrosion. Yeah, and, hardening and corrosion prevention. Yeah, which That's we have a great product way. for that here on the Talking Lip Podcast. It's called Seal One. So if you guys uh, want to go to Seal One, go to SealOne.com, use the code LEADHEAD, uh, and you'll get 25% off. <laughs> I got you. Want to see something cool? Yeah, is this like off the off the record? Nope. Okay. It's it's being released any day. Nice. So here's an exclusive for our leadheads because this is the show for exclusives. Oh my! That is is that a bolt? <laughs> that is a bolt. So you guys are coming out with a bolt air gun. Yep. Nice. And that penetrated that. What is that like? That's 20, a 24 inches. sniper block of ballistic gel. It's 18 inch. It's a 16 inch gel block at 40 yards. Wow, dude, that is nice. Isn't like that, that pretty? That is pretty. I love that. So you guys are you've got one coming, getting ready to be released. So I had the opportunity to shoot ah, one from another company. Look at that. Nice. It's a whole lot of death. That's, that's like put pork on the pavement, bro. That's like going through a deer longwise. Yeah. That would definitely go through a deer, no problem. Dude, that's I had to show you that. An elk. I uh, told the boss after this was actually this morning. Instead of getting ready to talk to you, I was setting this sucker up, and the boss was like, "Aren't you supposed to be getting ready for the podcast?" I said, "Yeah, but I want to test this real quick." I said, and "If I'm all, if everything works out and we finalize, can I show him?" So you Fine. shot that this morning? Yeah. Oh, like, sweet. When you text me. That's what like, you were doing? I was like, oh, shit. That, damn, that's sharp as hell. Careful. I, dude, why do you think I'm... <laughs> dude, this thing's brutally sharp, bro. Like, like freaking Oh, it hell. looks like it. No doubt. Well, I wanted the most, like, medieval arrow possible. Yeah, that's not going to happen. So, do, did, the, can you show the gun? It's still on the range. There, they took it from me to finish testing. Ah, uh, because I wanted. I came in to talk to you, bastards. Yeah, don't rip your it hand is. trying to get that out. I mean, it. Yeah, it looks good in the jail. I like it like that. That's cool. Yeah, that's it's. When's that? When can we expect that next year? First quarter of next end year. Of the month. End of the month. That's soon. So it'll be ready yeah. for Christmas. Yeah. It's hopefully going to drop. Uh, we're hoping Black Friday, Cyber Monday, the first 50. We're going to do probably a limp, not 100%. I'm waiting for the final word from the boss. We're probably going to drop 50 this year 
and then at Shot Show do the oh the big release. Let's go to uh, since we're on the air guns. I know there's a lot of questions. Let's go to our list of <laughs> questions. I mean, because I've got all kinds of questions I got, so they'll probably be asking some of the same here. So as normal, Edheads, I made a post uh, letting you know that Ton was going to be our guest and all the different things that we're going to be talking about. And air guns was one of the topics, and I think a lot of you had uh, questions related to that. So let's see what we've got here. So as of our recording, this is a this is what I've got here. Oh, and by the way, we're giving away ton. Show them what we're going to give away. One lucky listener is going to get a Cold Steel SRK custom logoed knife limited run i think we did 100 yes we did exactly 100 of these 100 it's got the sheath look at that that's badass i like that yep very cool so let's see we'll just start with newest first angie lee eight I remember the night you did that flame blowing thing in that picture. LOL. <laughs> so you know, do you know Angie Angie Lee Eight? I think I know who that is. Okay. That was out in the middle of the high desert. So explain in your my... flame blowing breathing talents. Cause you look like you should be in a in a carnival like lifting heavy shit and blowing flames. Funny you say that. Strong man. If you go through enough of my Facebook pictures, there's a picture of me at the Getty Center and what we called the Vampire Circus doing fundraisers for childhood cancer with Tom Hanks. I am breathing fire, laying on a bed of nails, and doing all kinds of sideshow performances. And had, had you ever done that before? Or did you just do it that no, I've Did been doing fire, fire breathing. For, I saw it when I was in my early teens. Yeah, and hanging out with the random people at tat, the tattoo parlor I worked at, going to the tattoo conventions, you met some really cool, freaky people, and I was at one of the Ink Slingers Ball. In Inkslinger's Ball in L.A., it's a tattoo convention that used to go on. And this lady, I think it was in 94, 95, showed me. She was eating fire and breathing fire, and she showed me how to do it. Yeah? And I got hooked. So you just, it was all over from there. I've done it once. It was on. I've done it one time. What would you use? Uh, actually, I didn't fire breathe. I fire eight. Oh yeah. So and, yeah, I didn't. I didn't do the breathing. I did the eating. Yeah, All right. Next question: Old Tennessean. What pellet material is best for hunting? Lead, steel, copper, or some other? Also, shapes. What shapes are best for hunting? Depending on the gun you're using, most of all with air guns, it's dead soft lead. And you want to use, I prefer personally, a boat tail hollow point. 
Okay. Or dish base. There's boat tail hollow point and dish base hollow point. Dish base hollow point and the boat tail hollow point. I personally use the boat tail hollow point for hunting specifically. For hunting. Yeah. So what's the difference yeah, you, in the rounds that you use for competition? Uh, there's no hollow point at all. It is just a round nose pellet. Um, not so much Spitzer. I prefer the round nose. It's a little more uh, forgiving over longer distances uh, versus the Spitzer. It can be redirected at the lower velocity. Spitzer has a tendency to go wherever the fuck it wants, like a golf ball. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Next question. This is uh, flood munitions. Evan, uh, which Evan uh, is going to be a reality TV star coming up. Apparently, History Channel has started a new Marksman um, TV show that's going to be released this Thursday, which will be November the... That's tomorrow, the 10th. Um, called... I made a post. Let me go to my home here. So you guys go support Evan... And it's it's by the guy Colby Donaldson who used to do the Top Shot is the the host. Oh shit! Yeah, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a legit show. Um, Ultimate Marksman on the History Channel. Shit. Uh, so you guys, leadheads, go check that out. Support Evan. He was on our last AK Corner. We had Evan on. Um, so very cool stuff there. So Evan asked, "What was your first air gun?" Pellet rifles are what helped me get into firearms. I'd like to get into a more serious air rifle setup. What caliber would you recommend? And he's, he's Evan, you said caliper. It, caliber. I knew what you meant, though. <laughs> Come on, if you're going to be a star, you got to check your spelling, man. No, you don't, bro. No, you, don't. Cool. you got people. Got your back. You got people for <laughs> yeah. that, right? Yeah, that's what they pay the smart people for. <laughs> Um, I actually started out, my grandfather bought a 20 caliber Benjamin silver streak from Sears and Roebuck. Do you still have it? Yes, I do. Oh my gosh. That is amazing. That's like history, man. Yeah. People are like, what's Sears and Roebuck? <laughs> Sears and Roebuck? Is that a new company? Is that a new app? Yeah. <laughs> he bought it out of the catalog in, I think it was the late 50s, early 60s. And, uh, it was, yeah, it was the late 50s, early 60s. My grandfather purchased it. It was a 20 caliber. He used it up at his property to keep the rabbits out of the garden. And he had 1,100-something acres, 1,174 acres. My dad learned to shoot with it when he was a child because he, we all were taught to shoot air guns with this pump air rifle. Eight pumps, put in your 20 cal, shoot the pull-top oil cans, and you start out at five feet, you hit it five times in a row, you take two steps back. Shoot it again five times, tip two steps back. If you miss, you start over. Wow. Once you had taken 10 steps back total, 10 or which is almost like 20 steps total back, what you do is take you over to the stock tank. 
you take them big fat marshmallows, toss them into the stock tank, and you take his foot and tap on the water, making little Make waves. Him move a little bit. And he'd teach you to be patient. Time it. And if you could pop that marshmallow and shoot that marshmallow, you had two tries to shoot that marshmallow. If you hit it, you got to go on your hunting trip with them. If oh, not, you had nice. to start back over. That's that is awesome. I love so that. it got handed down to my father, and then my father handed it down to me, and I want to hand it down to my kids. So are you that's teaching them the same five steps and Oh no, I'm worse. You're worse. I'm worse. What are you making them do? <laughs> Spinning targets, reactive targets, so there's no questions. <laughs> Technology's a bitch. So they gotta learn on that that old Sears and Roebuck one before they can get a hold <laughs> oh, of yeah. one of your Air Force ones? Oh yeah. That's they, cool. They're learning on them. They're learning. They gotta do the pump rifle. Um it's it's still they still have to go through the same crap that I did because it wasn't just learning to shoot and hit the target. It was pointing the rifle in the safe direction, keep your booger picker off the trigger, and it's just overall handling and firearm safety all done with the air gun. And that's how I started. When I got older, the first air gun I purchased on my own was the 25 cal condor uh no 25 cal condor ss mm. because it had a whole lot of horsepower and you could take small game with it and then i developed the 25 cal escape the survival air rifle i prefer in the utility line the escape because it's 25 cal 25 caliber is my go-to for the small utility line when it gets to big bores i like the 45 gotcha but if he wants more information, he can always reach out to me. Um, I don't care about spelling unlike other people. <laughs> and well, I, I got to give him shit him. if he's going to be a TV star now. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah no other, otherwise, I, you know, I wouldn't. I don't give a shit. Um, all right, next question. And I think you know this person. I have a question for him. Tell the story of why his fingers are so jacked up. And does he still contend that that's why Harleywood outshot him at the lockdown event? <laughs> that's the love finger for you, brother. <laughs> there that's it is. The love. I'm not giving you the hate finger. He did that on purpose the for the for your pleasure. He purposely broke that finger for her pleasure. Just for him. Just, <laughs> just to get in that prostrate. Yeah, you are jacked up, man. Your Your fingers are... Is that yours? Don't. Oh! I'm not even going to tell you what our, what he just did. You're going to have to watch the video. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Does that not hurt? Not so much anymore. <laughs> so does it depend on what you're doing, which way you turn that? No, they, it goes either direction. It just pop it that way, pop it that way. Hey, he's popping his finger like all kinds of crazy. Uh, circus stuff he's doing circus tricks right now yeah. so yeah. so back in the day i had an alligator bite that finger I could see where they had to sew my finger cut my hand open yeah see the child so that finger back on so that finger back on and so that finger back on those three fingers got totally destroyed so and that's so something that's my, 
Something else we got to talk about is your uh, affection or affinity towards the creepy crawlers. And I want to, we're going to get into that too. Let's go through these questions. Um, Har- no, Harleywood, Harleywood being a smart ass. Um, he got lucky because, uh, yeah, he just got lucky. He just got lucky. I mean, it was, we never shot these guns before, you know? They hadn't been sighted yeah, in. We had to quickly sight them in. He was all bundled up and warm while they didn't have clothing in adult size. You were wearing shorts. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Aura, I'm going to, Nikolai, he's got a new name on here. He's changed his name again. Nikolai Alpinap, which used to be uh, AKM Archer, who is Aura. We know who you are, Aura. Quit changing your name. Big bore air guns, question mark. What is a realistic distance to harvest large game with? 100 yards. Not beyond? It, it can go beyond, but that goes to what is the shooter's capability. The gun is capable. What a gun is capable of, capable of and what is a shooter capable of are two completely different stories. Don't get me wrong. You don't want to go try to take a buffalo at 300 yards with an air gun. It's just not reasonable. But now you talk about popping a coyote at 200 with a 45. The sheer transfer of energy of a 350 grain slug at 200 yards traveling at just that mass hitting it is still going to kill it. You don't want to try to take a moose because the body mass, you're just going to injure it. A hundred yards for large game animals is all day long. And the odds are you're going to have a complete pass through allowing blood to come out on both ends. It's the ethical dif- as, distance is a hundred. Yeah, it's the most ethical is a hundred. Gotcha. A hundred and twenty. Yes, but if you keep telling everybody, give them an extra ten yards. Everybody's gonna, gonna add forty yards. Yeah, they're gonna add more and more and so more and more, more. We say hundred yards. Fair enough. Uh, Brett Bedell, uh, who won our. Century Arms BFT AK-47 ton that we gave away. We give away guns on this show ton. Dude. Gave away talk? gave away a Galil Ace. Oh, yeah. We give, what? We give shit away. Oh, yeah. We take care of our listeners here. And today we're going to take care of some of these listeners with that awesome knife. Better start taking care of your friend because I didn't even get any fucking lube for my gun. <laughs> get no oh, lube. Shit. <laughs> We're going to fix that. Couldn't even spit on it for me. Thanks, bro. Well, it was dry out there, dude. It was so dry. I was so dehydrated. <laughs> Brett Bedow, please shed some light on PCP. What options to refill tanks at home, both compressor and manual pumps? Any decent 12-volt compressors that can be run from a truck? Yes, there is. That is an actual great question. Um. Hand pumps is usually not an option. You can do it. Um, the small guns like the Talon P carbine and the Escape from uh, Air Force were both made with the smaller bottles that once you pump them up, you get 10 shots over 1,000 feet per second, and it takes about 15, 20 pumps to get back up. The larger bottles like on these guns, that's a 3,600 PSI bottle. You're looking at three, 400 pumps to get it up with a hand pump. Not likely. And 
just to put it into perspective, the average home air compressor is 150, 200 PSI. These are 3,000 to 4,500. Right. So when it comes to air compressors, there's two ways to go. There's compressors that'll fill the tank on the gun or a pony bottle, which is a SCBA tank, like the ones the fire department uses on their back, which is for like a carry bottle that you use to fill the gun from there. The compressors to fill the big 4,500 PSI are about 12 to 1500 bucks for a good one. You can get them at pyramid air or you can get the small ones that you can hook up to your truck battery or 110 outlet, it'll fill your tank in about eight minutes. It's like the Nomad from Pyramid Air. Uh, I nice. think it's just under seven, eight hundred bucks. And you can hook it up to your car battery or 110, fill your tank, get eight minutes, go out and shoot, come back and do it again. It's, it's really bad. great. Uh, he also asked, is there any good options to cast your own pellets? Yes and no. <laughs> You're saying yes, but don't do it. Don't cast your own. Okay. In the world of bullets, people are spoiled in the center fire and room for our world. Shooters are spoiled. Like, uh, are you familiar with Lee sizing dies? Mm. Yeah. That's, Sizing dies are a, it's been around in the firearm side for a long time. You size your lead before you put it in reloading. But let's say you get a 457 sizing die from whatever company. The world of sizing dies, you have to learn. If you order a 457, which is the size of our gun, you're getting a four. 56 and five ten thousandths. So it's a four fifty six five. They're five tenths, five ten thousandths undersized. That makes a difference. Yes. 99.9% .9 of the time, all sizing dice you're going to get are five ten thousandths undersized. So if you're getting, if you're going to cast your own, you'd get a four fifty eight because then you'd get a four fifty seven die. Mm -hmm. which would be a 457.5 that would fit just a little bit better in your gun, sealing it because it's air pressure, not expansion of gas and explosion. You're getting air. Seal better, better performance downrange. The valve will actually operate better. So so if it's yes, a little bigger, that's that's okay, but if a little smaller, not good. Yeah, it, the gas escapes around the projectile, and what you can actually do is get the projectile lodged in your barrel. Which or a dump. So, yes, you can size. Like when you're doing the smaller calibers, 177, 22, 25, they're a lot more forgiving. Once you get into the big bore sizes, um, 308, 357, 45, 510, yes, it is possible. There's a lot of people that do it. Do your research. Just remember... If you're getting a 308, get a 309. 457, 50, go get a 458. A 510, get a 511. 
Is there a, are, are you aware of any websites that have this information that people could go and, and look it up that's got the charts maybe or anything? Does that exist? <laughs> you have you have to search for it like on uh, Ergun Nation, their forums. Like Ergun Nation is one of them. Um, there's a few different Ergun forums out there. And just like any forum, you got to weed through the trash to get to the gold. Yeah. But that's that's good. I think you answered this question. Let's uh, (laughs) let's go to the next one here. Uh, do, 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 do. Nick, Nikola or asked a lot of questions. Okay. Uh, he asked a shit ton of questions. He said, I know some states like Texas have made it legal to hunt big game with air rifles. Is this something that's changing across the board? In which states are air gun friendly? Uh, personally, I feel that they should be allowed during muzzleloader season as well, given the ballistics that I've seen and the limited capability compared to the centerfire rifle. That's an actual easier question to answer than you think. Um, yes, they're opening up. I do believe you should be able to hunt with them in more places. And if you want to know where they're able to hunt with an air gun and what calibers and what the regulations are, all you have to do is type in the search bar air gun hunting laws by state. And it's on pyramid pyramid air.com. It's P Y R A M Y D.com pyramid air.com. Okay. But you could, it's simple as typing air gun hunting laws by state and in the search engine, it'll pop up that link right away and it'll show a map of the U S click on your state. It'll tell you what animals and what, what the laws and regulations are by that state. Nice. Quick and easy. Giddy up. What's one thing that you wish everyone knew about air guns? That is not airsoft. <laughs> Corrected me. So, there we go. Uh, that also that gives us a good opportunity to get into our facts to fight the miss. Um, it's a good lead in. So, uh, Tony, we do this this segment with, when we have uh, specialty guests like yourself on. And what's like one of the biggest myths you'd like to dispel related to air guns, oh, other gosh. than airsoft? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That the modern day air gun is not the old Daisy Red Rider. It is not anymore. It's a typical the, BB gun. Yeah, they're not a. Not every air gun is a pellet gun. Not every pellet gun is a BB gun. I mean, this is also a form of projectile that they shoot. Yeah, he's holding up a a bullet. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's these are an actual means that air guns have been come around from the point of being the Daisy, the original wireframe Daisy that was given away by the Daisy Windmill Company as a marketing ploy back in nineteen what the hell or eighteen what the hell whatever year it was. So Daisy was a windmill company. Yeah, I think it was a windmill company. What happened is they actually gave away the wireframe Daisy BB gun as part of their marketing. You bought one of their windmills and they gave you a Daisy BB, BB gun. gun. That is cool. I did not know it that. Is, it was a Daisy 
wireframe, and it took off so well, they started making BB guns. <laughs> You're Googling that. You're like, uh, what the I damn am. hell, dude? I am. <laughs> I'm going to pull this up. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay, I've seen these before. I didn't realize that they were... I'm going to share my screen. There it is. Boom. The 20th century cast iron frame single shot BB rifle. 1888. First model. Yep. Wow. Look at that. And I guess that, that is, is that one. where they pumped it? Is that the pump up top? It was. Yeah, that's the top handle, which was also your sight. Yeah. And it's just a wire. It's like you, like you see on some AKs, this wire yep. stock. <laughs> that's cool. I just inhaled a gnat. Oh, protein. <laughs> protein, baby. Dude, there it is. A little bugger. There's a picture of it uh, in action, so how it worked. <sighs> Very neat. So air guns have been around for a long time, like since the 1500s or something. They've got a a pretty rich history. Okay, here's another one that people always ask. The Lewis and Clark Expedition. Lewis and Clark Expedition. Okay. Look up Lewis and Clark's air gun, the Giridoni. Their air gun or what? Yes. Air gun. There it is. Air rifle. Let's see. Okay. There you go. You see me? Yep. Okay. Is there it is it? with the big ball on the bottom. The one with the ball. This one? Oh, over here. Okay, here it is. Yes. Oh, wow. So it looks like a, like a flint rifle, yeah. um, but it's got this ball hanging yeah. down where, you know, you're on an AR where you'd load your magazines, but it's just a little, it's like a Christmas ball screwed in there. Yep. <laughs> that is, uh, it was called the Giordoni. Uh, the Giordoni. Yep. Let me uh, it pull it up. Lewis here. and Clark Expedition. They had their 20-ball magazine. Pull it up here. This is uh, lewisandclark.org, the Lewis air gun. So Clark didn't get uh, credit for this. It's 48 and a half inches long overall including a 32-inch barrel. The total loaded weight is 9 pounds. The 51-caliber barrel is rifled with 12 grooves, having one turn in the length of the barrel. The magazine has a capacity of 20 lead balls. Each air rifleman in the Austrian Army carried two spare buttstock reservoirs and four refill tubes of rifle balls. This is a breech-loading mechanism. Uh, did not permit the use of a patch, which in a muzzle-loading flint stock served partially to hold the ball in the breech until the weapon was fired. Therefore, the balls for this air gun had to be molded with extreme care. If too large, the ball would jam. If too small, air escaped, just like we were talking about um, for the casting there for Brett's question. Yeah. Um, if Lewis carried a repeating air rifle... 
this need for time-consuming precision could be one reason why he apparently used it only for demonstrations. Uh, so it goes on in and it talks about it there. So they actually took a, it was a 51 caliber air rifle. Yeah. One in 32.8 twist. <laughs> <laughs> right. They got a little crazy with their twist, didn't they? That's a dude. That fucker fell asleep while he was trying to rotate once around the barrel. He's <laughs> huh. like, it's so long. He didn't, he catch, didn't. Me on, catch me on the next turn. I'm like a goldfish. I already forgot what I was doing. That's funny. Let's see. Um, Austrian air rifleman's assistant recharged the butt stock reservoirs from a large mechanical pump on a horse drawn wagon by attaching the butt stock pump to a similar foot plate on the pump. If Lewis's rifle resembled an Austrian army weapon, he could have stood on the footplate and pumped up and down uh, as with a modern bicycle pump. Although filling an air gun reservoir would have required a great deal more work than that, approximately 2,000 strokes or more than 30 minutes of nonstop manual labor would have been required to charge the reservoir of a Girardoni, Girardoni to the maximum working pressure as much as 1,000 pounds per square inch. Yeah. That's a lot of work. Is that one now, shot that they would get out of that? Um, I didn't read that, how many shots they could get. I don't remember if that's a single-shot dump gun, but I thought it was a repeater, so... I'm pretty sure it's a single shot dump gun. Oh, wait a minute. Here it says, uh, this is Thomas Rodney's account. Seven days out, Pittsburgh, Lewis docked, blah, blah, blah. Uh, they're at the wheeling. He also uh, chanced to meet Colonel Thomas Rodney, who was an en route to Mississippi Territory. Uh, Rodney himself recounted their meeting on the 8th. He and his friends... Blah, 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 blah. Showed them his air gun, which fired 22 times at one charge. Is what he says there. Oh, shit. He shoot a, showed us the, the mode of charging and then loaded 12 balls, which he intended to fire one at a time. But she, by some means, lost the whole charge of air at the first fire. He charged her again, and then he fired twice. Did you swallow another gnat? No. I know it had. That's a common thing with air guns. Yeah. Uh, but when in perfect order, she fires 22 times in a minute. All the balls are put in at once, shot, barrel, blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, I guess they were claiming that it shot 22, but he was having yeah, it trouble. it doesn't have um, a lot of companies back in the day. When you go to fire, uh, if you don't get the ammo, it goes back to our conversation with, if you don't get the ammo to seat just right and molded just perfect. Lose the air. You lose the air, escapes around it, and you get a dump. The whole thing will dump, piss out all the air. Dump all your air out. So did and, we get... No, go ahead. And what? And that goes back to the dispelling some of the myths. The, one of our biggest problems we have, if someone buys an air gun, no matter what company it's from, they don't want to believe... It's the ammo or the shooter's fault. People need to realize 
some people just can't shoot. You suck. It's all right. Practice. We're here for you. There's more ammo. Dude, call us up. There's endless we'll supply of air. Ammo. We can get you more ammo. We can get you more air. Just because you suck, don't give up. Because not go. all of us. Hell, I didn't start out. I wasn't great. Um, it took practice. And that's one of the biggest things. We get people that call. It's usually what we refer to as the doctor, lawyer, engineer. They send us business cards, a stack of business cards next to a letter or an email with all their accolades attached to it to show how smart they are. Mm -hmm. That it wasn't them. It, it had to be. Yeah, it's the gun. Like, the gun. That's what I was choking on my water when they said <laughs> dumped all the air out in one shot. <laughs> because that happens. Someone makes an air. Okay, you take a, a slug. You drop it. Now, you've now deformed it's around. It. There's flat spots. That's a spot. Now that's trash. Now it doesn't produce an, a perfect seal. That seal is no longer there. Air can escape. If air is escaping, the valve's dumping air. You piss out all your air. It's gone. Okay. Valve dump. Someone calls up. I pulled the trigger and it dumped all the air. Your gun's a piece of shit. What am I using? What does it matter? What size is it? 45. 45 or 457. What does it matter? <laughs> well, there's guns out there that are 451. Because that's why. There's I'm guns out there that are 452, yeah. 456, 457. Check your manufacturer, four, right? Yeah. But people will call up, read us the King Riot Act. All I say is on the box side of your box of ammo, it's really cool. There's this thing called a label that they actually put stuff on, like grain weight, bullet size, right. what it's made out of, the Brunel. And we get that a lot where after getting motherfucked for 20, 30 minutes, our, our customer service. Well, that's the problem with, shoot. you know, getting into our society. You know, that's the problem with our society. Nobody wants to take personal responsibility for dick. Yeah, It's always it, somebody else's fault. It's not my fault. Yeah, and it, we crack up because that's another thing. All right, next question. Um, away from the air guns here, we've actually got some some auction hunting question here. What was the biggest score you had um, a storage unit auction on storage unit auction? I don't know. What was the biggest fucking thing that you ever found in a storage <laughs> unit? PPURN asked this. Uh, What's your biggest score? There was a legal score and there was a not so legal score. No. Uh -oh. <laughs> Do we want to talk about the not so legal? Oh yeah, this one's actually quite funny because okay. this has this goes back to Florida. It was absolutely fucking hilarious. We were filming auction hunters. We were in Florida, Hollywood, Florida. Bought a storage unit. Scored big on tar heroin, cocaine, marijuana, and meth. <laughs> oh my god, dude, score of a century. I was like, dude, we. I mean, we're talking keys of shit. Yeah, street okay. value ten million dollars. Dude, we were like, I'm like. Mother of God, if I had front teeth that swung like barroom doors and had the itches all the time <laughs> and tinfoil on my windows, I'd be rolling bank. I'd have the baddest double wide on the block. Yeah. But no, I called the <laughs> I'm on the phone. We have the network on one phone. The producers are on the phone. I'm on the phone with the sheriff's department. I said, I said, hey, guys, this is Ton Jones. I'm at the storage facility. I just bought a storage unit. I found a bunch of drugs in this unit and he's on speakerphone, the call center. Cause you don't call the emergency line. You call the regular office line. Yeah. It's not an emergency. So yeah. Just the regular sheriff's the office. Yeah. This dispatcher was fucking hilarious. Well, what do you want me to do with about it? 
I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, well, what do you want me to do about it? I said, sir, we have a storage unit full of drugs. Illegal drugs. And he's like, I'm out. I'm we're talking like tar heroin. And I'm like, cocaine, marijuana. Holy shit. He's all, and? <laughs> and? I said, you can you send it? someone to come get it up? He said, there's people out there committing real crime. <laughs> Why are you wasting my time? Uh... And I'm looking at my producer like, bro, what the fuck you want me to do? He's like, tell him to come get it. I said, my producer's telling me to tell you to come get it. And I quote, I don't give a fuck what he wants me to do. He's all, you guys have two choices. Bring it over here or flush it down the toilet. And I'm like, <laughs> I love back, this guy. And I was like, he's all, we're out there stopping real crime. He's all figured out. Hangs up the phone. I'm looking That's at awesome. It's like, here's a mask. I'm like, what do you want me to do? He's all, you're the one with all the knives. Like, <laughs> you going to flush it? <laughs> we sat there for like 10, 15 minutes while I'm cutting it up with the mask on and gloves in the toilet, flush in the toilet. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you should have done another auction for him. <laughs> Dude, then it's, all, it's, it's out of your hands. <laughs> I'm, imagine my fat ass, fat, white, and tattooed driving through Florida on the way to the sheriff's department with a bunch of drugs, I roll into the sheriff's department going, hey, guys, here's my duffel bag of narcotics. All the guns Dude. come out. <laughs> Dude, I already get, if when I get pulled over, the first thing they ask is parole or probation. So, no. <laughs> but on the legal side of things, it was about six months before we started filming. I was in Fresno, California. I bought a storage unit full of reloading equipment. And... I, this is what pretty much got me to eat real food. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, you, you know, those cardboard like cylinders, the storage containers yeah. with the metal lids. Mm -hmm. There's like three or four of those. There's a bunch of bars of lead in the back for melting and reloading. And the Dylan press and those cardboard things full of brass. Right. And some random shit. I bought the unit. It was just it was like 750 bucks. Uh, I started unloading. I already made a few phone calls and I was like, okay, cool. I can turn all this shit. I'm going to sell the brass and the press. And I have all the other stuff. I was going to sell it for like 2,200 bucks. I already made a deal to the, one of my uh, buddies who owned a gun shop. And I was going to keep all what we refer to as the smalls, like the hand tools and shit. As I'm loading these bars of lead, I'm chucking them up on the bed of the truck. I grabbed one and went to move it and about threw my back out. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. You're like, whoops. Like, what the fuck is this? I pick it up and I throw it on the bed of the truck, and they're all oxidized looking like crap. So I toss. It was end up being six big-ass Kit Kat bars. If you've seen the recycling bars of lead, mm -hmm. they look like a giant Kit Kat bar. I take some WD-40, of course, because that's what's in the shop. Spray it down, grab a rag, and wipe it down, and it's stamped .999 silver. Six bars of silver. Wow. The guy had saved it, 
poured it in there, didn't trust Banks, and from whatever reason, he melted it and kept it in a storage unit. We had contacted the family to come pick up the photographs before I found that stuff. The family said, and I quote, that motherfucker never left us a dime. Do what you want. I said, there's family photos. By law, we can't keep them. So turn them in to the manager. We'll figure out what we want to do with it later. So little did they know their dad had been saving his whole life. All they had to do is go clean out his storage unit, and there was bars of silver. Damn. I mean, we're talking six bars at a solid about, Each silver. one was about 10 kilos each. Good Lord. I bought my first house. (laughs) Yeah, you did. And a motorcycle and. (laughs) And food. And And smoker. And a barbecue. (laughs) Yep. Still living. It doesn't always happen, but that was the best. Nice. I did see some where, you know, the firearms, you guys would run across a, you know, a firearm and there was one with a cult peacemaker that you, that you ran, you ran across. On one of those. Yeah, unfortunately, if me and my partner at the time couldn't agree on one of us buying it off of each other, we had to sell it. And and is that what you guys normally <coughs> did when you would do that? You're like, if if you wanted it or if he wanted it, then if you couldn't agree, then you just sell it to somebody else. That yeah. work. Because I mean, that's got to be kind of a pain in the ass when doing that with somebody else. Is who gets what. You know, kind of deal. Yeah. When you run across it was, cool shit. We made an agreement. If we couldn't agree on a price or a deal, and like in, instead of it made it better for business, if if I wanted something and he wanted something and we couldn't agree on buying it off of each other, we sold it to someone else. Unfortunately, when it came to guns, every time I wanted something, he, he wanted, wanted it, it too. too. Even though he wasn't a fan of firearms. Yeah, he didn't look much like a, a firearms guy. Um, I tell you, you guys aren't friends anymore. We're acquaintances. You're acquaintances? Okay. Amicable kind of deal? Was yes. That yeah, we don't talk much, but when we do talk, it's just, it was, we're two very different people. Yeah. It, it got that on the show, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Watching the show, yeah, we're definitely yeah. not two peas in a pod. Kind of no. do. Some days were great, other days. So, how did you come up with the uh, the concept of this show? Well, what started it all? I was working on a TV show called Man vs. Wild. Oh, is that Bear Girls? Yep. And at the time, I was doing some survival stuff with him. I was a wildlife guy. And I had spent most of my life in reptiles and wildlife and exotics. And at the time I was working for a company called Kearney Productions or Feeding Time Productions. And one day I went in to talk to Scott Gurney. I was like, hey, bro, we're supposed to meet today about talking about me hosting a show, something about snakes and wildlife and cool, fun shit. He's like, I can't today. I just got off the phone with Spike TV. They want to try to do some kind of like auction show. I don't know if it's like animal auctions or storage auctions or car auctions. I just got to find some kind of idiot to host an auction show. <laughs> I said, well, cool. I'm all go with me to an auction tomorrow. 
pick some fucking idiot out and be done. I said, so now you can talk to me about my show. He's like, grabs the phone, turns away from me like this, covers his mouth, talks, talk, 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 <coughs> hangs up the phone, looks back. He's all, I found my idiot. I said, sweet. So uh, let's talk about this show. He's all, no, you. <laughs> you. I, said, I said, bro, no, no. I said, you said I get to do wildlife and animals and travel. I said, not digging through dirty ass storage units looking for treasure. Yeah. I said, I, I do that. I buy storage units because it's like robbing a house legally. <laughs> and he just starts laughing. He's all, that's perfect. That's why we're going to leave you. I said, no, bro, I can go in for pennies on the dollar, search through something that people didn't want anymore. Oh, damn fucking light. Light. This fucking light every time. There. I said, I can search through this whole house for pennies on the dollar because people didn't want it, discarded it, don't want to pay their bills. I get to go through and reclaim it, sell it back to someone who's going to appreciate it. Don't get me wrong. There is every once in a while a sob reason why someone lost their storage unit. 99% of the time, people live beyond their means. Divorce, death. Most, most of the time, divorce. Yeah. But I said... Then I go through. Or if you're a drug dealer, you get shot on a deal and yeah. all your stashes. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> I said, but I'm all, dude, this is the reason I do it. He's like, no. He's like, I'm going to make you a deal today. You do a pilot season of this auction show and play ball with them and don't be mean. <laughs> and if it fails, I'll give you a show about wildlife and whatever you want to do. But you have to be nice. You have to give it effort. You have to, yeah, you have to try to be politically correct. You can't purposely try to crash the show. Which would have made it better. <laughs> I was like, dude. So he's waving the carrot in front of you. Yeah. So I said, all right, I'll give it a shot. He's all just, he's all be yourself, but nice. But not yourself. Be yourself, but filtered. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, he was funny. He's all, he's all, just imagine you being around a bunch of your hunting buddies and fishing buddies and gun buddies. Because he's a gun guy too. He's one of my hunting buddies. Yeah. He's all, he's all, but we got to get that one guy. I was like, what one guy? He's all, that one guy you, that you sell all your antique shit to. I said, Alan? Oh, yeah. He's all, the guy that, does all the furniture and like that's all because Alan, dude, that dude is freaking smart. I got to give him that. Alan is when it comes to antiques and tchotchkes and like fine China and like he knows it, huh? dude. I can't take any away from that motherfucker. He is genius. He 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 pulls shit out he, of his. I was gonna say, how many times he take advantage of you on deals? <laughs> Not that much because he knows that I have no problem with eating his soul. <laughs> yeah. So no, he was. <laughs> so when you guys would go, you know, you'd find these 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 awesome things. Or how did you come up with the partner guy? How did he get involved with it? Did you know him prior to the show? Yeah, that's Alan. He was my. Oh, partner. he's Al. Okay, so he's the one who knew yeah, that's Alan. knew all the yeah. stuff. Okay. Yeah, he. I knew. I knew stuff that he, like when it came to guns, knives, like. 
certain things he had no clue about. And then other stuff like he knew that, he knew all that stuff. shit. Yeah, he I had no clue about it. he knew all about it. So when you guys we actually would, made a really good team. When you guys would take something to to sell it to somebody, um I'm sure all that was prearranged and you know whatever, but you got you know, you gotta do the wheeling and dealing and all that. Did did any of those people ever try to take advantage of you? Oh yeah. Did they win? Did any of them win? No, no, no they never really got you. Like that peacemaker, you you guys obviously couldn't decide who got it, and you ended up selling it. Or did you really sell it? Or was that just a oh yeah, no a, we a front too? Did you did you do some sales sometimes that weren't actually? You like I'm not really selling oh, to no. this guy. The funny thing is, here's a little tidbit about TV. If money changes hands, the sale actually happened. Well, we don't see the actual money changing hands though. We Over, just hear we on just, our on our show. Money changed like hands. Money changed hands. So we had to stick to a certain set of rules. In these other Jack Wagon shows, I'm gonna pick up like Pawn Stars. Thing of Big League Chew. It's worth six million dollars, and this fucking magical box in the corner of their screen, right here, yeah, pops up in a magical number. And they said, oh, this person just made this much more money. And then they go through, oh, I picked up this, the cell phone. Oh, I can get another $700 for that. And this number just keeps rolling. They're digging through, telling you what they think it's worth theoretically. Ah. So there's this magical number up there. That means that none of that stuff in that storage unit is ever real. None of that stuff that came into that pawn shop is ever real. That is all 100% staged. When we came in, we bought the storage units at a live auction. Anybody could have gone. Yeah. When money changed hands at that auction, that means that auction was real. Their auctions, we tried to go once. They kicked us out because it was a private set. Auctions are public. Anybody can go. Right. But because they stage them, they don't have to have real cash. Because our show used real cash. Money changed hands. We could not fake it. That's what sucked because it would have been a lot cheaper. <coughs> did you ever find any dead bodies? No, but our buddy Dead Fred did. Found two. Really? Yeah, he beat me out on one unit and beat Alan out on another unit. Luckily, because there was a dead body in both of them. <sighs> Six months apart. That's what we call him, Dead Fred. Dead Fred. That is crazy, man. So I guess, yeah. did he call that same dispatcher and that guy was like, what do you want me to do about it? He's already dead. Well, he found one in Vegas and one in Nevada, in California. Well, I'd say the people in Vegas didn't give a shit. No. They're like, what do you want me to do about it? <laughs> is it crispy? Throw it in the dirt. No. <laughs> All right, we're running long, so I want to wrap this up. Let's get our new guy questions in, uh, and then we'll go back and we'll pick our winner. Uh, okay. This is your first time on the Talking Live podcast, right? Yeah. Never never been on before. This is that I know the first time we met was at the Gunside event there. Yes. Yeah. And we've heard a little bit about your, your past now. Uh, you growing up and your uh, the first air gun. Um, was that your first experience with a, a firearm in general? Was your, your grandfather's? Yes. So you had to pass that test before you could move up to bigger boys. Yeah. Then 
part of the family all have the M1 thumb. The M1 thumb. Yep. I love that. And what was your first uh, would center fire or rim fire firearm that you recall? <sighs> my first rifle that me and my father got together was a Ruger 1022. My first pistol was a 357 seven round revolver. And the first center fire was a Norinco uh, SKS. Sweet. Very nice. Do you still have any of those? Yes. All, uh, yeah, all three of them. You still have all three. Very nice. Yeah. So you got the SKS. First shotgun, lost it when my house got robbed. Sons of bitches. Yep. Along with my father's dog tags. And I was going to say, um, for this next question, do you have any military law enforcement background? You have your father. Yep. The father, there's his dog tags. Passed he, away a few years ago. It's opening day of SHOT Show. <laughs> really? 2015, we were at SHOT oh, Show shit. during media day. We were debuting the Air Force Texan. We were out on the line. Just got off the phone with him. He said, I'm going to take your uh, stepmom to lunch. I'll give you a call later. Tell me about all the new shit you see. Love you. I'll talk to you later. My stepbrother, who's a battalion chief in Sierra Vista, Nevada, Gave me a call 45 minutes later. He was in the ambulance with my father. He said, Dad coded. I've been working on him for 45 minutes. He's all, I can't do it. He's gone. I was the last person to talk to my father. And my stepbrother was the one that responded to the call. And was it a heart attack? Heart attack. Sorry to hear that, bud. 65 years old. That's young. Yep. Complications of the chemicals used working in the military. What, uh, you were stationed all around the world, weren't you? My dad was your dad? everywhere. Yeah, we, uh, we traveled a lot as kids. Didn't get paid very well for it, but yeah, we traveled a lot. We'd wake up one morning or come home from school and bags were packed. People were loading our shit up and we'd be getting in the 1978 twin cab dually and off like a prom dress. We we're moving to a new state. Just like that. Just up and go. Yep. Uh, Don't did, ask questions. Sit down. Shut up. Here's the dog, and here's some Kentucky Fried Chicken because these guys are paying for it. Shut up. Let's eat. Didn't you? Um, I don't know if you can talk about this or not, but didn't didn't you talk about some of the projects that he was involved with, or possibly was involved with? Yes, my father worked on the B one project, ship one A through one hundred. B one bomber ship B one A through B one B. Ship 100, worked on all of them. He worked on the AC-130 project, then worked on a bunch of the space shuttle projects. Actually started out with Rockwell International way back in the day. Yeah. Then Lockheed, north of Grooming, Skunk Works. Um, I have pictures of him with the AC-130 Spectre. Oh, cool. Uh, Angel of Death. I mean, we have... Uh, That's awesome. My, He's been around. I had pictures back when I was a kid with my father on top of the space shuttle doing my homework oh my on God. a space shuttle tile. And dude, that I know is it's hard to see, but yeah. yeah, that was my father. It's, I know it's really hard to see through that shitty ass camera, but that was him. So, I mean, with all these secret government projects that he was working on, um, yeah, some sort of secret government chemical 
they, funny enough, they, well, not funny, the, the aircraft paint stripper they used to strip the paint off the outside of the airplanes when they repainted them. Horribly carcinogenic. Yeah. Back then they would sit there in their suit and tie and their button up white shirts, glasses out there, no respirators caused mass amounts of blood plaque in like three years. He had six stints put in his heart. Um, November before he passed in two November 14, he had three stints put in his heart and he got out. He says, man, I haven't felt this good in forever. He's all, I'm feeling so great. Looked better than he had in years because in the last, like before he had his second heart attack and he went in for that surgery, he had lost a lot of weight. He had to have a breathing machine. He just looked rough for 65 years old. I mean, dude, you're like, he looked rough. I'm damn near 65 myself. (laughs) Yeah. After he had the surgery, I was like, wow, he was off the breathing machine. He had color back in him. And he said he was combing his hair and a piece of blood plaque came through and blocked the stent and instant. Damn. Yep. Fucking government. It was quick. And all you get is a letter from, okay, I got a letter from the president at the time. I was like, sorry about whatever. I was like, okay. And then shortly after Trump came into office. So I wrote Trump a nice long letter about my father. And I said, yes, the former president sent over this letter. I said, if my dad knew that that was the final letter he'd be turning in his grave. Can you please give me the letter from the president from you? It'd be an honor. So Trump sent me back a letter saying, I want to thank you and your family for your sacrifice and your father's service. So he resent a new one with his signature. And I was like, so now that's up on the wall. So now he can rest easy. Yes. Hell yeah. (laughs) That's awesome that you did that. It's awesome that Trump, uh, because he didn't have to. No. Certainly didn't have to. It it was a shot in the dark. Yeah. But it it was cool. Very nice. So that was, uh, so you military brat, travel around a lot. Uh, What was one of your favorite, I guess, um, destinations that you guys went to during your military brat years? See, we traveled mostly throughout the U.S. We did travel a little bit over Europe, but mostly the U.S. My favorite was still, people laugh to this day. My favorite location was the Desert Nights out of Edwards Air Force Base, California. Why is that? Because we'd we'd get to watch the bombing runs on the AC-130s and the gunships across that desert, and you can see the gunship. If you ever look up uh, AC-130 Angel of Death, Mm -hmm. if you ever look up that picture, and it looks like an angel coming off that gunship, imagine that at night across the desert. Did you think it was an alien? Dude, it. You think it was no UFO? It literally looks like a giant angel giant with all the like. Google, Google that picture real quick and look at that picture. Right. AC one thirty angel of death, dude. It is sick. Yeah, but my two favorite places was pretty much. I like Nellis Air Force Base, White Sands, New Mexico, Phoenix. But uh, I did like Edwards because I got to go out in the desert and catch snakes and lizards. That's it was fun for me. So that was going to be my. One of my questions is, how did you develop this this love for you know the, the reptiles, the the creepy crawlers? Yeah, here's a picture of the just dumping its freaking payload, man. Yep, and like that one that's in the dark blue down just a little bit. This one, a, yeah, right there. That's pretty much what it looks like at nighttime. 
even though that's over water. Yeah, and that's but, from another plane. Imagine seeing that down on yeah. the ground. Yeah. Now you're down on the ground. It looks like a giant angel coming from above. Yeah, that scared the shit out of somebody. I just remember that being as a kid watching that going across South Base. Yeah, those things are. There's one right there. Yeah. Look at that. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. There's nothing like that. I mean, as a kid, it didn't really register what I was seeing because it, it, you don't, you, you're, you grow up with it and it's part of your life, part of every day. Yeah. But for somebody who's never seen something like that, you know, it looks like yeah. a Phoenix. It looks like a big giant, like you'd imagine the Phoenix to be. Yeah. And then once I would, you'd go to another school, another state, another base and people like, that's weird. We've never seen that. I'm like, you're like what is we used that? to, Grew up with stealth fighters and SR-71s flying over the house, T-38s. So you were seeing all this stuff people were calling UFOs. You were actually seeing it. You knew what it was. Yeah, we are sitting there all like yeah. out fishing. Airplane flies over. Like, cool. And it's funny because the pilots, you get to see them and you talk to them enough. You go to restaurants and you see them enough and they go flying over and they'd take their planes and wave at you <laughs> because they do low levels over yeah. You get jet wash. There's a little it, ton down there fishing. Fishing this way, baby. And I was a big old fat butterball on a bicycle. I mean, it was the most <laughs> awkward thing. It looked like a literally like a a big old pops sucker because I'm and they'd jet wash on a bike. Fly by. Yeah, that's funny. And it was just it was really cool. And, and that's literally how I got my love for reptiles. Is we couldn't afford babysitters, so I would go out and play on the flight line, play on the tarmac, go out. In the bushes, chase snakes, chase horned lizards. They'd give me these big old tongs and forceps. I'd go pick up scorpions because they'd give me these big-ass black lights for checking imperfections on the aircraft. I'd put the back battery backpack on, turn it on, and big old black light would turn on. And you'd go run out through the desert, and all the black, the scorpions would glow. Everything would show, So I'd go with forceps and put them in the igloo red lunch boxes. (laughs) So and the um, your love, the affinity for the reptile, I mean, you took it to the next level because out there at, at the, the gun site, remember that that big giant hornet thing that was that killed the uh, tarantula and was carrying the tarantula? Yeah. And you're, yeah. you're like telling us exactly what genus and species and, you know, all that that it is and the venom yeah. and how it does it. How, I mean, obviously you took that and you, you studied each, yeah, each of those that, creatures. That little wasp had stung that uh, desert hairy tarantula and was dragging it off and was going to lay its eggs in its abdomen. And right. <laughs> the eggs were going to grow up and harvest on the internals of the tarantula and hatch. Yeah, but not only that, you were talking about it was walking yeah. backwards. I was like, how does it yeah. know where the hell is it going? You're like, well, it laid a, a trail of pheromones and it. Uh, pheromone trail. It's yeah. following its pheromone trail back to the nest. And then we were talking about all the the snakes, and you knew, you know, some people were talking about some snakes. You're like, well, that's not indigenous to this area. What yeah. you're going to find out here is the, you know, the yeah. blah, blah, blah. I was yeah, like, I thought were... this guy did an auction show. <laughs> yeah, I took it to a little bit. I actually, um, while I was doing the auctions at a young age, because that, it was pretty much all after I hit a couple really good storage units. I was paying for myself to go to school. I mean, 
I did phlebotomy. I did massage therapy, sports injury technician, sports medicine. I worked at a hospital as a phlebotomist, realized that most people don't deserve to be saved because they're idiots. I mean, there's, don't get me wrong. There's people that generally need help. Sure. Then there's, there's so many people with just drug seeking behaviors, just leeches on society. And yeah, if this was Sparta, they'd be in a pit or a pile. Let's just be real. Um, and I said, screw it. I'm done. I like chasing wildlife and working with animals because animals it's, you know, what's going to happen. If you let down your guard, you're going to get bit with people. Oh, they're being so nice. I want to let down my guard. No, you just got shanked and now you're bleeding from your kidney and you're urinating blood. Yeah. Congratulations. So I decided to go work with animals and I worked at emergency vet hospital as an orthopedic surgery tech. We put, bone pins and tigers i've worked with bears elephants i've worked on impounds of michael jackson's elephants we've rescued tigers i've had cobras i mean i showed you pictures of me kissing bears yeah yeah i mean i if it's worth doing it's worth overdoing so i take it the reason why you didn't get the uh the animal show is because auction hunters was a success and yeah. much to your dismay yeah. has, has there, there was, been, has there been any talks of you doing, doing one anytime soon it's, or it's since? really hard for someone like me to be able to do another TV show. Um, as you can understand in the world of television, if you're not walking around blowing smoke enemas of everybody's ass be, and, I I like guns. I like hunting and fishing. Sure. I've I vote a certain way because I got family values. Um and in today's Hollywood or I mean even then's Hollywood that, that yeah. shit don't fly and even you No. Know. And it burns people's ass even back when it was spiked and now it's paramount. It it even the owner of the production company is a very conservative person. They did not like him, even though he made bank and made a lot of great decisions. Yeah. It is very hard for them to hire someone like me because I'm not a yes man. I'm sorry. Actually, no. Fuck them all. Yeah. I'm not no sorry. No sorry. Yeah, no sorry I, here. Yeah. They, other people will say, well, I believe this. And no matter what their core value says, because they want a paycheck, They're, they'll agree. They'll compromise. They'll be, oh, yeah. I agree. And okay, well, now that you agree with me and you're, you're going to do everything I say and do, you can have this job. So me being conservative, having family values, liking to hunt fish and loving my country. Even like, like channels like the outdoor channel and, and what pursuit and, and all, are they the same way on those channels too? I would think that that would open something up there for the opportunity for you to. Those are different kind of channels. Those are what we call pay to play. Yeah. No matter how much money you have, you can pay. It's like having a radio show. You pay for your spot. This is how much it's going to cost you. You bring in your own sponsors and everything kind of deal. You do your own sponsors, your own editing, everything. You buy your time slot. We don't care what you do with it. Yeah. So you can do your own show. You foot the bill. Network television 
the network decides and the network does everything. And yeah, that's where you got to f- succumb to their yeah. will. And that's where you actually make these not good money, but decent money. Um, I was supposed to do a wildlife show and I was supposed to do a cooking show. But because I'm not a, a mindless, lifeless, soulless yes man. Didn't happen. Nope. And mm. I got two things for him. <laughs> Pa-pow! Double, double shot. Yep. If you don't like me Love. for who I am, fuck off. Well, I would think that, again, you know, there, there, there's a flood of people out there that would enjoy what you do and see you doing it. Um, and whether it's that pay-to-play station or not, you know, I think there would be plenty of people that would want to sponsor and jump on and be a part of that. So yep. and uh, I, would, I would support something like that. See, that's and that's who I'm, I am here for those who are like-minded and – even if you're not like-minded, if you just like to hang out, have fun, put all bullshit aside and want to eat some food. That's us, do man. Some, just chill. See, that's the leadhead brigade. Yeah. That's yeah. what I love. That's our peeps. If they could take that to the actual network idea and quit getting, letting all the other bullshit. But that's that they're all so of- afraid to do that because they know that it would work and it would it would disrupt yep. everything that they've got control over right yep. now. And they're just so afraid to to bring something like that to the network. All they have to Screw do them. is be human. Screw and sometimes that's difficult. Yeah. All right, next question. <laughs> uh, what is your next gotta have, wanna have, um, as soon as you get the opportunity, you're getting it. Be anything. What, what are you eyeing, right? He's like, well, you kind of screwed me up because now there's the AK shotgun back there. That's really <laughs> fucking with me now. This whole show, man. We can that's fix really, that. Yeah. We can that's, fix that. that's like, that's just, that one's digging deep. Ow. Um, so, so maybe a 12 gauge, uh, AK rifle, huh? Dude, that, that thing's AK nice. Shotgun. <clears throat> and that one's a, here, well, I'll keep talking. I'll bring it up while you're talking. Well, there's a few things. Oh, look at that ass. He must work out. <laughs> so this is the the kusa not endorsing them at all by by any means am i but this is a uh but they are sweet that is sick but they make a longer version of this also and that's the one that i was showing you that royal range has they got the full auto dude version of this it's got the the fun switch on it but yeah, everything well, mechanical wise, it operates exactly like a like the rifle. Piston. Dude, that is that is that is just badass. Yeah, that's that's pretty. Yeah. But I like, gonna, that. like I said, we're gonna do an episode on that uh, coming up Monday. Actually, is when I'm gonna record that. But on the must have, I was looking at a new barbecue grill. From Gorilla Grills, another AOB product actually, oh. because I want I like their new design. It's it's a front open. It actually opens like this instead of a lift lid, so it keeps the heat in. Yeah. But um, as of right now, the only thing I must have is new teeth. Is <laughs> a new a new a new grill, huh? There you go, yep. a new grill. <laughs> um, what is your when it comes to pop culture? What is your go to? For like your escapism, you release whether it's a movie, 
a TV show, maybe a magazine, maybe it's a you know podcast or something, uh, new wave, maybe a YouTube channel or something. What's your go-to getaway? It could be a book. <laughs> what I usually do is I go out in the shop and start doing some. I'm working on either like I'm working on a big old Watusi skull right now, but I'll put in like old school Guns and Roses um, music. Nice. Yeah, I'll put in like Damn Yankees, like a lot of the '80s big hair band stuff. Oh yeah, um, Slayer. Just some. Listen to some Slayer dude, in there. I have problems listening to Slayer because I'm friends with Carrie King. <laughs> <laughs> so somebody you know that's in the band kind of. Well, I take that back because I know Slash it? too, but I make fun of Carrie a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I I go I, I do the like the the random like big hair band just you put it on like shuffle and just let it play all the just the 80s big through. hair bands yeah, van halen the end of the van halen oh yes i'll i'll listen to that but um pantera oh yeah but if i'm doing like a binge watch like throw it back it's married with children ah the old al bundy married? yes dude i haven't watched that in a long time it's Love and I love marriage. It's just love funny and shit. Marriage. It is, and at yep. the time, that was just like that kind of comedy. That humor was, yeah. was like unheard of. It's like I can't yep. believe talking about that on TV. And then because I we just, can't believe he hates his wife. <laughs> yeah, because no that was the that was the complete opposite of the of the Leave It to Beaver fan, the Cleavers. Yeah. You know, it's he's part of no man. And I can't go back to the old MTV. It just pisses me off. MTV is not music television anymore. <laughs> no, dude. Mm-mm. Music, they should have kept it what it was originally intended for, yep. music videos, and that's it. Yep. Then they now got into this reality, again, the reality bullshit, yeah. and that's all it is nowadays. Yeah. Trumped up drama bullshit. Trumped up. I like that. Uh, what's your favorite movie? Ooh. That's, a, that's like a loaded question because it's, it's like, it just depends on what kind of mood I'm in. Yeah, because there, I can if I'm in the in for the long haul, it's either going to be Green Mile or Lord of War. Ooh, Lord of War, I like that one. Yeah, it's that's if I'm in for a long haul movie. If if I'm going in for if I'm going in for a long binge weekend, if it's going to be like, oh, we're doing this all weekend long. Yeah, I can go for like a Pirates of the Caribbean marathon. <laughs> Or I can do a complete run of. Is like, it because of the Johnny Witcher. Depp? Are you are you loving Johnny Depp in the the pirate? That character that he, dude, his character is brilliant. It is, dude. It's he is all over the place. I love that character, and it's probably uh, the most like accurate of him, probably of any oh, yeah, character that all he's over done. the place. And I could do that, but it's weird because even me and the kids will I'll do. We've sat down and been in the shop, working in our shop. We've watched Harry Potter all the way through. Yeah, we could burn it in a weekend. I can't. I can't uh, get through a Harry Potter movie. Well, while you got you're kids on though, other so. stuff, it's easier. That's true. Dude, That's- if I I can't sit down and watch it straight through, I cannot sit still and watch. It. I'm like, no, I just can't. I've tried. You know, I like I like science fiction and. You know, like wizardry movies and fantasy movies and all that, but that's just one I never could get into. Like if I'm going straight old school, Little Shop of Horrors. That's dude, <laughs> oh Goonies. God. Oh, the Goonies, then, yeah. 
Love the Goonies. Yeah. And then I'm going to throw some shit at you that you're probably even going like, what the fuck? It was, uh, well, Flight of the Navigator was always good. Oh, yeah. I love that. Um, with, um, oh, what was I got? Make my own dance moves. Yeah. <laughs> Brad something. I can't remember. Brad. Yeah. It was Flight of the Navigator. Willem, um, Willem Dafoe was in that. And the, um, Martin Riggs partner in yeah. Lethal Weapon. What's his name? Danny Glover. Danny Glover. But there was a, then there's a movie called Blue Yonder. That I haven't heard of that. Hardly one. ever. It's old, old Disney movie about aircraft and flying. Blue Yonder's in there. And uh, what was that one? The Flight of the Yankee Zephyr. Uh uh-uh. uh. Hadn't seen that one either. That's another old school movie. Okay. Like Anybody famous way, in those? If Darby O'Gill and the Little People, that's another movie I loved. The Little People, Darby O'Gill and the Little People. Is that like a Jack and a Beanstalk kind of thing? <laughs> so you just, love those the old Disney movies, dude. This is like going way back. Darby and the Little People. Darby O'Gill and the O'Gill and the Little People. I never heard of that. This is back when TV had. Is that Sean Connery? Who is that? (laughs) I'm going to pull this up on my screen. Screen share. Start sharing. That looks like Sean Connery. That can't be Sean Connery. (laughs) Is there an IMDb? What year is that? Can't believe you even found it. 1959. That's Sean Connery, dude. I love that movie. Albert Sharp, Janet Monroe, and Sean Connery. That's going on my list right now. I've never heard of that. <laughs> so like when I was in elementary school, if you made good grades, I don't know, they didn't call it the dean's list, but whatever it was, but you get your report card like every six weeks or whatever. And if you're on that list, then you got to go watch a movie. And they would always play a Disney movie. That you get to go see. Yep. <laughs> oh my God. I remember. I Look loved this. this movie when I was growing up. Look at that. Beyond his wildest dreams. Darby O'Gill. Was Sean Connery Darby O'Gill? I don't know. I just remember watching it, loving the little people and watching all the hijinks and sh- shit that was going on. Oh yeah. And Willy Wonka in the cho- Chocolate Factory. That yep. was a good one. Cool. All right, next question. Yeah. Bucket list. And we can we kind of it's a little different than, you know, something you're going to go out and get right now, but bucket list of things that you want to do in life. What's what's next on your bucket list? Next on the bucket list. Or what is your bucket list? Do you have a bucket list? can't find this there Skype switch back probably I actually do me and my wife want to go spend some time we didn't have time to have a honeymoon so ah. we we want to go have we're ton you son of a bitch you need to go treat that girl to a honeymoon how long y'all been <laughs> married six years we've six. been together since well we've been Shame. together 
Shame, shame, shame. Nine. We got together in 2014, married 2016, and we decided we're. Well, we found out because we had a wedding here in the U.S. and a wedding in Slovakia. After the U.S. wedding, there was about a month, month and a half before the Slovakian wedding, mm-hmm. and then we were going to go on a honeymoon. We found out the night of the honey of our Slovakian wedding, she was pregnant. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oops no not a oops Happy we actually surprise. planned it sure for your kids that are listening no i had a vasectomy at 24 a reversal at 38 two kids and another vasectomy holy shit yeah planned planned yeah that was planned <laughs> um but yeah we're gonna do a honeymoon we want to do a honeymoon we'd like to go to greece well, that'd but be nice. I would look. Yeah. It's would be really nice. I like scuba diving, swimming, fishing. She likes sitting on the beach. So she can watch you scuba dive. <laughs> yep. She says the perfect place for us to go to go somewhere together to do our own thing. <laughs> Let's go somewhere together and not be together. <laughs> yeah, because perfect six year. Likes, yeah. Yeah. She likes the fact that she could sit on a beach and lay there for hours. I can go into a weightless environment where fat people don't hurt and <laughs> sit there for as long as possible. But seriously though, dude, for those who've never been scuba diving, it is the most peaceful, yeah. surreal, relaxing thing that you could ever do. Yes. And especially if there's, if there's sea life to, to witness and, and explore. I like doing wreck dives. Wreck dives is awesome. We were part of the the sinking of the Yukon out of San Diego for the artificial reef. Nice. And I went back and dove it five years later. That's pretty awesome. Um, it's kind of generic and cheesy, but you can go out and dive uh, Oahu. But the good thing about diving Oahu is you get to actually see the sea turtles. Yeah. That's Those pretty badass. Awesome. Yeah, sea turtles um, are awesome. Great Barrier Reef's always great to dive out there. Um, it's just fun. Diving's great. I love it. I haven't been in way too long. I got to get back into it. Yeah. yeah. But So next question. Laws be damned. Rules be damned. Money be damned. What would you do or own? No <laughs> limits. No limits? There's no limits. Guys, no. you could own anything, do anything. No laws apply. Only your ethics. Oh, that's sketchy as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, if I had like, if it was a house, I'd be living probably at the top of Slovakia with a full on, like at the Spish Castle, but fully decked out, armored top, set up everything with my own meat processing plant and garden. Vehicle would be a rally car with a minigun and dual flamethrowers coming off the back. Nice. That would happen. It is possible. So Slovakia. Dude, that, that's like your ideal, ideal spot, Slovakia. See, what kind of weather Slova- do they have in Slovakia? I'm thinking, I'm thinking like rainy and kind of like Seattle. Is that no? It's London's more of Seattle, the more of yeah, Harry Carey with the plastic butter knife type shit. <laughs> um, Slovakia is beautiful. It's summertime, mid seventies, low eighties, 
wintertime, fucking cold, but still beautiful. But it gets, it's that cold where it's dry. Yeah. It gets past that wet cold and it goes to the dry cold. Um, but the culture out there, the lights are beautiful. The community is great. They get together, do festivals, and it's actually still a community. Like, not just we get together this one time a year and say hi and put on our fucking retarded sweaters and have bullshit <laughs> tea and reindeer cups and blow smoke up each other's asses for a night while Wait, walking away saying, and I fucking hate her. No, they actually get together and do stuff every day. It's still a community. It, what kind of government do they have in Slovakia? Sketchy as fuck like everywhere else. Yeah, like in that area. But it, it's it's not bad. It, they hold elections. They just had elections last week. Um, But there's... Unlike us who have like two or three or four parties, they have like seven or eight or nine. We have two parties. Yeah. We have two parties. That's And really those two parties is one party that have divided to make people think there's two parties. And there's really not. They're in cahoots. Yeah. People. Then if you look at the ballot, Libertarian, Green Party, other and some. But they actually have a few different, not as bad as, uh, the UK, but there, I think there's like four or five parties there. Yeah. But just like here, there's only two that really stand a chance at any election. Right. Um, so you'd have a big castle, a lot of land, self-sufficient. You have a nice defense system set up. Not just a defense system. Uh-huh. Our defense system doubles as our hunting blind. <laughs> Dual purpose, bro. There you go. Make the most of and, things. Dude, because you're you're this, this coming from cat- a guy who grew, grew up with government cheese. See, I see the thinking dude, here. You know, dude, you're not wasting anything. No waste. Inside, inside the castle walls is your garden, and by the castle is like the Spish Castle has a stream that goes by. There's your water source. It's a warm water spring, so you have water year round, so you can always water your plants. Then, at the base of the mountain, right below your gun turrets, where you're hunting. You have your meat processing plant by the downside of the road, so you can process all the animals there. So you thought about that? You've you've actually put some thought into this. Uh, I like a little that. bit. I like it because now you've got your defense system, your hunting blind, your food source, your water source, and protection because you're on a rise. And you get your cache of uh, full auto twelve gauge AKs. <laughs> and every morning, I could walk out on my balcony. Sip my coffee and have my cigar. Nice. Dude. And if I want to go to the store, I get in my rally car with mini gun and flamethrowers. There you go. Just pick up some bread. Serious. <laughs> so what's what's your go to cigar? Because I know you're a big you're a big nicotine fan. Am not. Am not. As he takes up. <laughs> my everyday is either a punch champion. I like punch champions a lot or a short story. Those are really good um romeo and julieta's another really good one those are but um pretty much any of the arturo fuentes i don't like a light but i also don't like a really heavy like like maduro what's that one that big giant one that i get the picture of you that i posted on the <laughs> oh god what was, was like that big, one that was a, like a horse leg yeah that was i think that that was not a jr it was bigger that was a a 90 uh that was a 90 ring think that was a 10 inch 90 ring which means they're about that big around. yeah it was huge it was like one you'd see yeah. on the uh the looney tunes that yeah i got a Daffy couple Duck of be smoking. <laughs> when i'm cooking this weekend i'll be cooking this weekend or monday i've got a couple people coming for a hunt i'll be breaking out some cigars yeah 
little treat and a little treat for the home. I might be cooking up some red stag thinking of you wishing you were here cooking and eating. No doubt. Smoking man. a cigar with me or just making fun of me for hacking up along. I'm just crossing my fingers that that, uh, that tropical storm or whatever it is doesn't shut down uh, CanCon that I'm supposed to go to. So maybe we'll get some content for you guys from CanCon this year, Leadheads. But keep Dude, your fingers crossed. It's brutal, bro. That storm looks rough. It does. It's it's hitting Florida tomorrow. I mean, it's it's actually getting like getting the front stuff right now, and then tomorrow it's supposed to like just hit them in the mouth. Yeah. Uh, but I did talk bad. to our buddies at Caltech, and they seem to the like everything's going to be south of them, so they should be okay there. Uh, good buddy Chad and oh, Matt. Oh, that was my one of my very first EDCs, Caltech Nine. Oh yeah. Yep. The old the old Caltech Nine. Yeah, man. They they've come a long way. Um, Dude, they I've. They're, they've been around forever. They they've get a lot a of hate way. thrown at them, but man, they they come out with some innovative stuff. I mean, they I'm not really saying do. everything's and a hit, but they've got some really good, really good product. At like least the, they're fucking trying. I mean, let's be real. Caltech, they at least try. The Sub 2000, you ever shot one of those? Dude, no, I want to. How is that? Uh, dude, it's everything you'd hope to be in, in more. Ever, I've heard a lot of good stuff about that. Yeah, they are so dude. smooth and accurate. Love them. I had a guy talking shit about Caltech the other day, and because I was actually, it was about three months ago, not the other day, it was about three months ago, because I was carrying it, and we were talking about our EDCs, and he was all so proud. He's like, "Yeah, he's like, I carry a full size." And I was like, "Oh yeah, I do a subcompact." I'm like, "Yeah, I got a Caltech nine. I'm carrying this motherfucking jack wagon. Guess what he's carrying? Take a guess. I'm, I'm gonna say he's carrying a uh, sky." <laughs> worse what what would you use as a bone anchor or a doorstop oh my god a high point he's carrying a high point high point nine millimeter and he's bragging about it huh well look that's why they make them because everybody can't afford you know the high-end stuff you know everybody can't get a kimber everybody can't get you know even glocks which i mean shit you can get glocks for like 300 bucks these days but i i, I don't know why you would ever want to go high point but I, I'll, <laughs> I had to break this dude's heart. I said, you got these lace-up combat boots with the security tag still on them, <laughs> and you're carrying a nine, a high point nine. A high point nine. I said, and I said, bro, you are the southern reason for this term. Bless your heart. Bless your heart. Yeah, then you talk yeah. bad about somebody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw this post the other day. I don't know if it was real or not. But this dude was like crying. Um, he just bought this Glock and he gets it home and he finds out that it's an airsoft. You know, we we're talking about air, you know, air gun versus airsoft. It's, it's, and he's, he's like trying to explain to his buddy. He goes, but it looks real. And then he bought an airsoft. <laughs> there is BB guns out there that are, that look identical. Oh, yeah. They're called. They're Ram air pistols or replica guns mm -hmm. or BB guns that are made to look identical. Yeah. And he pops the magazine and it's the, the air cartridge or whatever. Air cartridge with the slimline for BBs. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> and there was this and other post of this dude. He's like in a, a, a Mrs. Winters or something. And he's got the extended mag, like the 32 round. He's got it holstered, carrying it on his side. But it's the wrong mag, or he's got it in an airsoft gun or something. I can't remember. Something 
another retarded about. But anyway, all right. Last question. Last question. What, or if you could spend the day at the range with anyone or any group of people, whether they're alive, dead, or fictional, who would you spend the day at the range with? Alive or dead. Or fictional. And or, or you can fiction. mix and you can mix them. And it can be one person, it can be a group of people. Dude, that is a really, really tough question. I don't know. I get some people that are just, you know, like that with it. And then some people that put too much thought in it like you. Who's who's the first person that came to your mind? <laughs> the Hulk. The Hulk? Okay. <laughs> I said Hulk or Wolverine. I was like, one of those two. Just just see how they would handle it. Just And that's that's perfect. That's the whole that's the whole purpose of this this question. I was like I was like we'd if if any t- I was like thinking okay someone you said fictional I said okay let's get every, I want the Hulk and Wolverine with machine guns and flamethrowers. <laughs> that's the picture that popped up I said oh, the strongest the strongest two people in the Marvel universe with the adamantium <laughs> bones yeah. and then the Hulk who's just indestructible. You're going to put guns in their hands. <laughs> yeah, and flamethrowers. And flamethrowers. I love it. Yeah. That's awesome. I don't... Yeah, that's just where I went with that. <laughs> oh, and that's fine. That's perfect. So you're a Marvel guy because you didn't go Batman or you didn't say... No. The Flash, you know, you didn't go DC. So you're a Marvel guy. I do like Flash, but the whole Batman thing, fuck, for the love of God, let it go. Over it. Over let it. Let it go. I'm Batman. Dude, if you have to say it, you're not it. <laughs> you got to tell people who you are. Mm. Yeah, it, it, oh, you're Batman, really. I thought you were just like a furry dressed up for a fucking masquerade parade. <laughs> fucking lame. <laughs> Although I have been watching Pennyworth on, I guess it's HBO that does the DC stuff. Yeah, and that's Alfred. You know, his his butler. Yeah, and it's yes. his life prior to becoming. Batman's I think I would like that. It's pretty good. He's like a former SAS kind of dude. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. I mean, it's kooky, but it's still pretty good. And I don't like DC shit typically either. Yeah, I like Marvel. I don't get into the the DC much at all. But yeah, Marvel. Make mine Marvel. Stan Lee, baby. Yeah, rock on. So there you go, Ton. Um, (laughs) We did it. We. You got through an episode of the Talking Lead podcast. This is one of my longer ones. Yeah, we went, we went oh, long shit. on this. You and I have been on here actually for four hours. The the recording's like three and a half. So I gotta oh, probably do some editing down. But um, there's probably tons <laughs> more, no pun intended, that we could talk about, and uh, that gives us that gives us an opportunity to have you back on the show sometime. Yeah, and then at that point, I'll show you. Uh here what we go. What this shoots. What this comes out of. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. By then, yes. I want to see that. So, yep. but before we sign off, we got a giveaway. We're going to give away that knife. Hold that knife up again, if you would. The Cold Steel SRK fixed blade with sheath and custom Air Force logo. About one yes. in a hundred. So, limited, very limited run here on yep. this. And we're going to take this from our pool of people who posted questions. And if you didn't participate, then you're not going to win because that's how we give shit away. You have to participate and you have to listen because, Ton, I don't get in touch with these people if they win. They have to actually listen to the show to find out if they win or not. Oh, sweet. And if, if they don't contact me, 
then what we do is we donate any unclaimed prizes to Sheepdog Impact Assistance. It's an awesome uh, organization that helps our wounded first responders, mil, uh, military oh, yeah. LE men and women uh, by doing hunts and outdoor adventures and things like that. That's perfect. So of our participants that we have, uh, do you want to pick your favorite question or do you want to do a random like number generator kind of thing and see who wins? I'm going to let you decide because you're giving it away. I know my favorite, but at the same time, mm-hmm. I still think we should do random. Okay. Just make it, give everybody a, a good, give equal everybody chance. an equal chance. Okay. Because you know what? Everybody asked anybody that took the time to ask a question should get a chance to take a shot at it. I think so. Let's do that. So we've, and this is going to be awesome. And I tell you leadheads all the time, when you see me post, ask questions, this is where we're giving away awesome prizes. So if you didn't take part, uh, and sometimes it's my fault ton, because usually, you know, I try to give them at least a full day to two days. uh, And I get, you know, I usually get a lot of questions after, but anyway, these are the people that did it paying attention to their social media. We've got eight that I counted. And Angie is number one. Old Tennessee is number two. Uh, Aura, which is Nikolai, is number three. Pew Pew's number four. Giddy Up's number five. Brett's number six. Har- Harleywood, because he did. He's, yes, he's eligible. He he's number seven. Uh, and Evan Flood, who's on the new History Channel TV show that you guys need to watch Thursday. Uh, is eligible too. So do you have a na- a random number generator that you can pull up? You got like Google or something like that? or Actually, I think I have it on here. Okay. Uh, One to eight. Let me make sure there's no new ones since, since we uh, did this. There. Oh, and did you make a post on your page? Were there anybody that posted any on your page? I tagged and told them to go through yours. Okay. I did get some uh, new followers, so thank you for that. I'm sure that's where they came from. Yeah, so one through eight. I don't see... I told them to stalk you. You told them to stalk me? <laughs> Let me see. Did I even update? So we got one through eight. Really good chance somebody wins something awesome here. One through eight. Nope, not 800. We could do that, and then if it hits one of those other ones, then me or you, me or you win it. Yeah. It said? Number two. Number two is Old Tennessee. Old Tennessean. What was his question? He asked, and it was a good one, where is he at? Oh, Tennessean. What pellet material is best for hunting? Lead, steel, copper, or some other? Also, shapes. What shapes are best for hunting? Because I didn't know they had different shapes either. Yes. Good. Because there, there was two questions that I was like going for. It was the pellet material and shape, and the other one was the air compressor. Those were the two questions. I was like, mm. that's why I was like, let's do random because I couldn't decide between the two. Yeah. Well, there you go. I mean, that's Perfect. as fair as we could do it right there. So That's awesome. So as you leadheads know, the more you participate, the more you win. I know Old Tennessean has won several times in the past. 
all you guys have that I see on here, except for Harleywood, because this is the first time he's commented, and uh, Angie. But we like new listeners, so this is how, for our new listeners, you get involved. you got to participate. you got to watch our social media posts. Sometimes I'll pick somebody who's made a comment on one of our, our podcasting apps. It's left a, a comment or a like or something like that. Uh, if you email me jack wagons or suggestions for the show or somebody maybe you'd like to, that stuff's also eligible. We've given away prizes for people who participate that way. I think the last episode, a guy had done like the trifecta. He emailed me. Uh, he he commented on the the post, left a post, uh, and he did like some sort of review or something like that. So he won uh, the lockdown. Um, Brian was giving away some cool lockdown prizes. So um, that's how we do it here. So, Ton, I appreciate you taking the time. Oh, yeah. Ton being on, joining the the Leadhead Brigade here. And uh, give Air Force a plug where they can go and get all the info and everything on your air guns. Yep. Uh, You can go to airforceairguns.com and check out all of our gear. We have awesome sales going on right now. 20% off our big boards, 25% off our utility guns, Air Force Air Guns at instagram um just come check us out if you have any questions follow us on youtube you can find our youtube on our website and just if you have any questions reach out we check our social media not as much as i should but i do try <laughs> and then they've got the bolt air gun coming out you guys keep your yep, eyes it's peeled called the talon bolt the coming talon. out within the next 30 days dig it Dig it. I definitely, uh, we're probably gonna have to have you back on to talk about that. No doubt. Um, I got lots of questions for that. And then for you personally, uh, ton Jones official on the grounds, where else can they reach out and touch the, the I have ton Jones official also on YouTube, but you can find my YouTube on my Instagram channel. And that one's just getting going again after being shut down. (laughs) It happens, you know? Apparently yep. you're doing something right is what I've been told. If you're not being yep. shadow banned or shut down, then you ain't doing it right. Yep. Every once in a while, they got to delete the fat guy. There you go. And uh, go and show our sponsors some love. Mission First Tactical and use the code LEADHEAD there. You get 20% off. They did a really good job on the items they supplied for the gun site. Defend your, your lifestyle. Defend your or secure your lifestyle and defend your lifestyle. Um, so if you guys do some hashtag searches on those, you'll see all the people there in the post that they did. Um, and Mission First made holsters for the the P80 and the magazines, uh, the AR and the pistol magazines. And they supplied the AR magazines too. It had a nice custom lockdown logo that they put on everything. We're going to show you that in that episode that we do. I've got them back here in this case. Uh, there's some pictures online too, but we're going to pull all that stuff out when we do the follow-up episode with Lockdown and some of the people that attended and some of the sponsors. So be paying attention to that. But go to Mission First Tactical, show them the love. Use the code LEADHEAD, 20%. Oh, he's a ton showing his off there. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Seal One, you go to SealOne.com, use the code LEADHEAD, you're going to get 25% off there. Any of their products, um, if you want to protect, clean, 
keep that corrosion away from your firearms, uh, your bows. It also works on lubing your, your rails for your crossbows and strings. Uh, use it for that. And uh, if you're a boater, you're out in the, the water all the time, Any anything out there, your knives, keeps the corrosion away. Sealone.com, Leadhead, 25% off. 1776 United, you want to get awesome shirts like the one I'm wearing, Die Terror Scum, or you want to get our logoed T-shirts, the Talking Lead Official Apparel and the Leadhead Brigade, you can go to ta- or 1776united.com. Use the code Talking Lead, get 20% off there. Factory 47 for our AK Corner logo apparel. I don't have anything handy right now with our. Uh, wait a minute. Yeah, I do. Logoed uh, hats, t shirts, hoodies. Uh, our leddies, we call them leddies. They're not, they're not yetis, they're leddies. The talking leddy keeps your drinks seconds colder than a yeti. Um, go get the AK Corner Leddies Factory 47. That's F A K T O R Y 47.com. Leadhead, you're going to get 10% off there. You want some uh, ammunition? You want a little discount on some ammo, ton? Oh, yeah. Go visit our buddy Pete Pye over at Defiant Munitions and use the code all caps Leadhead. You're going to get 10% off. And uh, they make some high quality. Ammo from nine millimeter, your pistol caliber, up to your rifle caliber. They do the seven six two, they do two two three, they do your uh, was it forty five seventy? You got you that's know, what I need. They do it. They and it's good stuff. Pete, remind me, and I'll hook. I'll introduce you to Pete. We'll do I an intro. Forty five seventy. And of course, Jeremy Gresham over at IWI, our good friends over at IWI US uh, for sponsoring the AK Corner. Go check out IWI on the Grams, uh, their shooting team. They're always doing some cool stuff. And uh, we're going to have an individual who's been in the Ukraine doing some training uh, over in the Ukraine on an upcoming episode, too, who happens to shoot IWI, shoots their galils and whatnot. But we're going to have him on coming up. Not going to tell you who he is. It's a surprise. Uh, and then, of course, Keltec, our friends at Keltec Weapons, Chad and the gang. Use the code LEADHEAD. You're going to get 15% off anything in their pro shop. Guns excluded. No firearms, but their accessories, their shirts, their hats. They've got some knives. they got some flashlights at Keltec. You know, the holidays are coming up. Use these codes. Now's the time to go buy awesome stuff. And then Lockdown, I gave you that code earlier. It's LEADHEAD, 15% off anything over at Lockdown. Uh, and they're going to keep that going, I know, at least until uh, their shelves come out in January. So uh, I expect they'll just keep that that code going as long as you guys are using it. Um, but all these sponsors, go show them the love by buying their products. That's how we keep this show coming to you each and every month and not charging you for it. I don't do any of those crowd funds or, you know, what what is it where they they pay to play? You guys get this free each and every week. And you get to meet awesome people like Tun Jones that we had on today. And the real people, you know. This is the real yeah. Tun Jones right here. This is the guy that I hung out with for a week in, in Arizona and had a blast. And you guys get to do it for I free. I enjoyed hanging out with you. <laughs> so, Tun, again, thank you so much for, for being on. Thank the guys at Air Force for uh, me taking all your time today. 
because we did take the whole day. <laughs> but we are going to have you back on again soon, and uh, hopefully oh, yeah. we'll get one of uh, get one of your other guys there to maybe your engineers to talk about some of the the you know, the brainy stuff that goes behind your firearms. Yeah, or your air guns. They're not firearms. But Leadheads, until the next episode, go and show all our sponsors, all the friends of the show, your love, your support. And as always, keep your loved ones close. And your air guns even closer. Charged and at the ready. Yeah.